behind the memes. <laughs> so what is it this week, Ben? Today we're going to talk about Dr. David Kelly. The good doctor. The uh, WMD expert who was found in the woods dead. He just couldn't take it, could he? Allegedly, alleged suicide. What year was it? 2003. Back to the early 2000s before our innocence was shattered. Oh. And the world went to shit. It did rather, didn't it? Thanks, Tony. Yeah, it's talking. interesting that this week all three of our the show's patron saints, Saint Tony, mm-hmm. Saint Alex, and Saint Ike, will be making an appearance they in will. some way or another. Two thousand, yeah, that was the good times. Two thousand and three for me. I was still at uni, I think. You mean apart from that massive war for oil we had? Not in my name. <laughs> but it wasn't. No, that's true. Did you you didn't. You didn't purposely start it, did no, you? No, to show them people marching. Yes, the William Man March on yeah. my behalf. I wasn't there. No, neither was I. I was in the reserves at the time. I was quite up for it. <laughs> uh, good old-fashioned war. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Should we explain uh, yeah, how this well, goes? Well, let's first of all, we'll, we'll say hello to um, some new listeners. Vietnam, Iran, Oman, France, Pakistan, Japan, India. Hello. Hello to the UK and the United States as well. Who the fuck is listening to us <laughs> in Pakistan? I'm more concerned about the bloke listening to us in Iran. He's going to get stoned to death. <laughs> <laughs> These have got to be expats, haven't they? Probably. Like Brits that are over there working, like, oh, I need a podcast to listen to. There's no, like, they can't be, like... <laughs> we might be. <laughs> some, young, some young Indian stoner is listening to us. Like, <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if you are a young Indian stoner, yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, you are welcome. Yeah, well, of absolutely, of course. All are welcome to this house of bollocks. All are welcome. <laughs> Unless you leave shitty comments and argue with me on Facebook. Then you will be insulted <laughs> by me. He has and, a very specific skill set. <laughs> yeah, it's insulting people on Facebook. And alienating our listeners with threats of violence. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got that bloke to do that for us now. <laughs> yeah, we've got an internet heavy who threatens other trolls for us. Yeah. <laughs> Must make him the admin. Must make him admin. <laughs> but yeah, um, if you are someone in one of the aforementioned countries, please, you know, send us a message. Let us know. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm yeah, genuinely interested. What do you think of the show? How does it, how does it translate? Because I'd imagine I just talk bollocks most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> most people have trouble understanding what you say, probably. Very true, man. That's probably I the reckon a lot of English people have trouble understanding us. When we're a good couple of hours into these, yeah. Oh, so yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that guy listening in Iran is getting on, but hey, I'm, I appreciate it. So do I. I hope we're improving his English if he's yeah. learning it. So should we tell him how does this uh, this usually work? So yeah, first of all, we'll go through a bit of weird news. They take about twenty minutes, half an hour tops, and then we'll cut on to the main thrust of today's topic, Oof. Dr. Kelly. So Dr. what's Dr. first Dr. on the weird news, Mike? Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. 
UFO attack. This is from notfromearth.co. Uh, five extraterrestrials petrified, and this is petrified as in turned to stone. Right. 23 Russian soldiers. Nasty. It's got them hard. Okay. Sorry to interrupt so early on, but I have questions. Yeah. Is it possible, like, you can't turn someone to stone, can you? Aliens can. Medusa can. Yeah, Medusa can. So already, why couldn't they... They they take the piss with these stories, so it's not enough that there's aliens. Oh, they're turning people to fucking stone as well. Yes, technology. Oh, come on, I'm not that stoned yet. Well, (laughs) see (laughs) see, see what you did there. Should do this at the end. Uh, so, 23 Russian soldiers lost their lives during a UFO attack in Siberia. The CIA declassified report describes this event as a horrific pic- picture of revenge on the part of extraterrestrial creatures, a picture that makes one's blood freeze. Well, what a surprise, the CIA involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they get everywhere, them, them little monkeys, this. This infamous report, created on March 27th, 1993, is a translation of a report from the Ukrainian newspaper, not even going to attempt to say that, namely, Ternopol Vichili, Vichili, yeah, something like that, if you live in the Ukraine, please correct me, namely, the newspaper claims that after Mikhail Gorbachev lost his leadership, many KGB files ended up in CIA hands. Among them, allegedly, there was a 250-page portfolio on the strange UFO attack, the report including pictures and witness statements as well. The report explains how a low-flying saucer rose up a, a, a military unit in Serbia, Siberia, sorry, not Serbia, completely different place. One of the Russian soldiers fired a missile into the air, which shut it down. Shot it down. This article was written. <laughs> it said, what, are you saying uh, notfromearth.co? Isn't the paragon of journalism yeah. I might have thought dot it was? Co. It's not even a .co.uk or .com. What, they just... <laughs> You're just not good enough to have the met on the end. Yeah. Fuck it out. Well, I found two articles on this, and this one was the shortest. Okay. <laughs> the other one was like a ten-minute read, but I couldn't. I can't turn down UFOs turning people to stone. Mm. But uh, there was a huge explosion which petrified twenty-three Russian soldiers. No, How does an explosion turn one to stone? It's alien explosions, isn't it? That's the explanation. Aliens. Aliens. Imagine with big hair. Aliens. With afros. Yeah. Turning people to stone. It'd be a pretty cool weapon, to be fair, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, it would. Turning people to stone. I mean, you could not only kill people, you could also have a nice range of garden ornaments. Yeah. You could. You could kill people during the week and have a little market stall on the weekend. Exactly. Down the market. So this Russian soldiers have got just. Don't they look authentic? You see the horror etched on their faces. It's like them people from Pompeii. That just... yeah. oh, There's bro. one jacket the off. Kid, uh. Uh, what I love about that Pompeii is like, well, not love about it, but you've got the two extremes. You've got the really sort of um, like emotional, poignant, the mother curled over the baby to protect yeah, it. Yeah, of course, yeah. And then you've got the other end of the human scale and the bloke who's just like, <laughs> fuck it! <laughs> One last wank. And it would have had to have been a power wank because it moves pretty quick. Yeah. Once, it's, once it's happening, it's happening. Well, the lava. That, well, that, well it's not the lava, is it? It was the, um, the, the ashes of dust. Oh. Pompeii was eventually sort of... Everyone Pompeii was killed by. It was the ash and the dust and then the lava came in after. And preserved them sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. So it's held their breath and went for it. Yeah. Uh, so it's a bit of auto-erotic association going on as well. What a hero. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I don't know if we got to wanking Romans. But some of these guys have got a similar technology to the uh, to Pompeii. Possibly. <laughs> like, but well, miniaturised, weaponised through, like you said, alien physics. Yeah. So there were two other soldiers. There were two other soldiers among the other twenty-three who survived the incident. They described that after the UFO got shot down, five eerie creatures blended into a huge glowing ball that buzzed and fizzed. Oh, for Following this was a huge explosion which petrified 23 Russian soldiers who were curiously observing the shocking event. The report said, The KGB report goes on to say, The remains of the petrified soldiers were transferred to a secret research institution near Moscow. Well, of course they were. To, to the garden section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Gorbachev's fucking herb garden. It's now a fucking... It's now a water feature. <laughs> They've literally got the pissing bloke. <laughs> What do you think then, boys? Well, <laughs> you, know, answer? you know that usually yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a slut for aliens. You are, that is true. Um, yeah, fuck it, why not aliens? Um, I just don't know. I don't know. I mean, the reality of it is I can't say the way, can I, if this is true or not? Well, we can't, this is the point, I my, suppose. It's... My gut instincts are, if an alien got to Earth with fucking around with the Russians, turning them to stone... I don't think it would ever be let out, especially not to a website, not from earth.co. <laughs> .co. I've never heard of another website that's just .co. Yeah, it's just true. .co for completely fucking <laughs> ridiculous. So what you're saying is, you don't think they're... Oh, actually, actually, I'll phrase this another way. Are they more reliable than the Daily Mail? No. Well. <laughs> no. The Daily Mail has page three girls in it. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. They're definitely real. Not the Daily Mail. The, the Daily Star. Daily Star does. Yeah. It's just tits and crap fake news, isn't it? <laughs> they're real. Well, the tits are real. That's what the tits probably aren't real either. No, no, yeah. That's a good point, actually, yeah. It's all fake. But the girls are real. This well, they're real girls. So I'm saying, <laughs> I will take the Daily Star over notfromearth.co. All right, fair enough. So at least, I don't know, at least these aren't racist. The Daily Mail is. Yeah? Yeah, but we're about the Daily Star, aren't we? Oh, fucking hell, I'm Yeah, next article. <laughs> <laughs> I said earlier we've got the three patron saints of the show, St. Blair, right. St. Alex, St. Ike. Blessed pa- be them. Well, apparently David Ike's a Holocaust denier. Oh. I wasn't aware of this. This has come up before. I could tell you, before you even read the fucking article, this has been shot down before. Some people think that... When he says lizards, Ben, yeah, he doesn't mean lizards. He means Jews. Right. Uh, we know he means lizards. We know. He literally he does mean lizards. Means yeah. lizards. I've nearly read a 600 fucking page book about him talking about lizards. And believe you me, he's not going to talk to some fucking weirdo shaman in Africa, <laughs> which he does. Right. Credo Mutois. That's him. Hey, well done, Mike. He doesn't yeah. go to speak to old Credo. Right. Because it's some thinly veiled fucking slam on the Jews. No, this man believes in lizards. <laughs> now, and he he's fought these claims before, as far as I know. Now, whether or not that's not necessarily the same thing as being a Holocaust denier, though, is it? Being an anti-Semite, you can be an anti-Semite who isn't yeah, a Holocaust denier, if you see what I mean. So, has he actually been caught denying well, read, the Holocaust? Well, let's read the article. So, controversial British conspiracy theorist Saint David Icke. 
Maybe have his sainthood revoked after this. Who knows? No, he won't. No, not in our eyes. He started it all, mate. You can't have a... If, if he We've is... got a fucking war criminal and a bullshit spouter. <laughs> well, I suppose. We're not exactly keeping the best of saints, are we? <laughs> Uh, I mean, Satan's a friend of the show. We've got to be honest, though. Our patron saints, like everything we do, are pretty sarcastic. That's true. Tongue in cheek, because we're, we're that sort of dicks, with that sort of That's dickish true. humor, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. We don't actually have shrines where we worship them. Well, no, but I think he's. Then does well. I think I think old Ikey Baby's an alright bloke, though. I've got a soft spot for Ikey. I don't think you want a job off him. Well, hey, <laughs> job. Let's fucking clarify that. <laughs> A working, paid, normal job job. Not a gob job. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, even with those Hollywood teeth. For the right price. <laughs> so um, he's been banned from entering Australia with the Home Affairs Department cancelling his visa. Mr Ike, 66, believes the world has been taken over by alien lizards, including some who have infiltrated the British royal family. Only some. He is a Holocaust denier who argues that September the 11th terrorist attacks were an inside job. I think a lot of people argue that as well, to be fair. Mr. Ike was due to travel to Australia next month, taking his latest speaking tour to Melbourne, Adelaide, Brisbane, Hobart and Sydney. Wow, 55 quid to 75 quid to get in to see him before. Australian dollars. Oh, Australian dollars, whatever. It's the Queen's currency, Mike. Only just. Just about. Four hours that will change your life. The world's most famous alternative researcher has put together a presentation that will blow even the most open of minds. See? Blowing. The man who predicted 9-11? Did he? Kind of. The banking crash? Cashless society? Transhumanism? And more. Years before they reached the public arena. When he says transhumanism, are we talking transsexualism? Robots. No, robots. Oh, oh, so the next stage of human evolution, yes. genetic development, things like that. Nothing okay. to do no, with... No, more sort of actually merging with robots. So I'm not going to become a genetically enhanced... Cybernetic implants. Yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Sweet. The next phase of human technological evolution. When we reach our technological evolutionary potential, he's not on about... It's man! Oh, right. <laughs> Transhumanism. Uh, <laughs> that guy's released a rap that lady sorry I, I wasn't trying to be funny then has released a rap single I think as far as I know from the one from the clip alright oh, it's man yeah okay I'm sure sources I'll told the ABC his visa had been cancelled on character grounds it said there now that, that is dodgy I know I don't like this at all but it said there it's a bit vague in it has yeah. anyone got their phone it said factually it just said it as a factual statement he is a holocaust denier I've not I've never heard that's him say never that. Come up. He's quite into his. Oh, yeah, I've never it. heard that. I, I think that's. But it. Is it? Does he? Does he deny the Holocaust for right-wing reasons? Try mm. saying that. Right-wing reasons, does or does he just a, think that it's like a conspiracy to give yeah. to greater control from he, the lizards? He probably thinks it's a new world order, like false flag. It was mm. the, maybe not a false flag, but maybe it was orchestrated. He probably says the official story is bollocks because that's what he does, isn't it? But to call him a Holocaust denier, I think that's fucking dangerous mm. from this ABC, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's dangerous to, to cancel him on... Because they don't like his character, yeah. you can't come in and do your talk. I mean, can you imagine that? And, uh, we could go two ways with this, in my, can, the way I see it. Well, it could be that maybe they're putting their foot down and just saying, look, we could do without this man spouting his utter, utter bullshit to arenas full of people. As a, as a country... We don't That's want our population being... I know, I know, I'll get there. I don't want our population being dumbed down with this utter crap. 
so no, he's not allowed in. Or is it a case of like, he's got too much truth, uh, and we point. don't want people to see him, because uh, we just think it's dangerous people hearing this information. Or are they genuinely like, two people complained on Twitter, he's an anti-Semite, so in this day and age you have to be seen to be taking a moral stand, don't you? And um, Australia's taking a moral stand on St. Ike, and I'm with you, Mike. It's a it's dangerous bullshit, precedent yeah. to go, you should let them all talk. Of course you should. And then you just argue them down, don't yeah, you? Yeah, argue them down, protest, whatever you want to do. Can't That's your right. You That's their to right to speak. As long as they're not inciting violence or hate speech. Which I've never heard him do, to be fair. No. I've never he, heard him say... He spouts peace and love. Yeah, I've never heard him say, go and kill the Jews. No, no. he spouts... i never say anything like that. He talks about the power so of that, love and like positive vibrations, all that hippie... He's a bit of a new age guy. I, I like think that. I'm leaning towards the fact that the Australian government doesn't want their population woke. Yeah, too woke. Too woke. Too woke to fuck, man. Yeah, but what kind of a fucking basis is that? It's so vague, isn't Character it? Character ground. They, they well, just... last year they, they cancelled the visas of right-wing provocateur and founder of the Proud Boys group, Gavin McKins, ahead of his yeah. plans. See, I, he's not a fascist either, he's just right-wing. I'm 100% against what he believes, but I would still let him He's speak. allowed to talk, of course he is, because look, right-wing doesn't mean fascist, right? There's fucking levels to everything. Right-wing can also just mean, it sounds bad right-wing, it means conservative. Yeah. Right-wing sounds... I think the proud boys are a bit more right than probably, conservative. Probably, yeah, but they're not fascist. They're not white supremacist. No, I'd shoot them all in the face. You know, well, I don't, I don't really you know. know. I, don't, I don't. I'm not up on their sort of their beliefs and that. But they're one of the big ones in America, I think. The proud boys. Not a hundred percent sure. Oh, they're racist. They're not racist. We scroll down a bit and see what they But then they've got a right to say it. Of course they are. We can argue against it and say, look, you're, that's look, the problem. your views are dickish. Nobody blends fucking bans anyone from the left, though. With their utter dickish fucking... Like, they never get banned from talking anyway. Like, the fucking... I'm on about the extremes. Oh, like, in, in America, if you were a Marxist in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, you, could, you couldn't speak. If that's them now. Look, who's in, we've let the fucking... Lunatics take over. He's not allowed to talk because people will get. F- Why not? Why can't he talk? Who's... Yeah, as long as he's not inciting violence, he's got it's the left. Speak. It's the left that's fucking. Um... Well, I'm leftist, and I, I, I agree with you. He's got a right to speak. It's the left that's cutting everybody's right to speak and pressing for all this stuff, not letting people talk and do their little shows and things. It's not, you know. It's people on the left who are supposed yeah. to believe. They're not the true left court. guys. No, they're not. They're some new neo-lefty fucking... What leftist Nazis? Yeah, the neo-lefty fascist wankers. There we go. We just Is it possible to go so far left you actually become right? Well, you start flying around in circles and eating your own asshole, don't you? <laughs> Basically, Ouroboros. Of course. But, and also, you, you're just martyring him as well now. A bit like with... Um, a bit like with Alex Jones, to the conspiracy people, conspiracy-minded people of the world, this is just going to lionise him. Oh, and wouldn't surprise me if Alex got hold of Ike now. Oh, they'll be, yeah, he'll be interviewed on... <laughs> Mind you, I don't know, David might have a bit more sense than that, he might not be seen dead no. on... <laughs> well, Divya Abramovich, a chairman of the Anti-Defamation Commission, who launched a campaign to revoke Mr Ike's visa, praised the government for declaring in a loud voice that anti-Semites and Holocaust deniers will never find a home in Australia. He says, allowing Ike into our country would have crossed red lines mm. and would have sent the message that he's open, open season on the Jewish community 
and that vilifying and maligning Australian Jews is okay and normal, Dr. Abramovich. Yeah, but where, I think where does the banning end? I where think that's end? slander. I don't think he's got anything to back that up. I think it's slander to say that. Do you think that's why David Icke well, is no, going to Australia? No, he's going to sell tickets and make some money. He's not there to fucking abuse well, any Jews. I think the point is that the doctor there probably thinks that he means Jews, mm. he means lizards are Jews, whereas yeah. if you actually, like, we three here, if you actually well, follow well, if stuff, he's a Holocaust denier, he's got a right to say well, that. No, it's it's illegal in most places of the Holocaust. Is it? Yeah. I it's about in Germany for it a might start. be in Germany. I remember there was an incident... Yeah, I'd imagine that there's several other countries that it's illegal. There was a French historian... And yeah. he's, he wrote a book denying Holocaust. Yeah. yeah. Noam Chomsky said he's got a right to say it, but he's an idiot for saying it. And he got yeah. pillared for saying that. But, yeah, but, the thing is, but Noam Chomsky's point is where does it end? If you don't let him speak, who's next? Yeah, but the point is, as well, if you're literally spouting false history and passing off as fact yeah, to influence his other minds, the point of the Holocaust is it shouldn't happen again. Shouldn't. So you don't I allow people completely. to speak out and say, oh, no, I'd fight happened. against it completely. I'd fight against that point of view. Yeah, of course, as anyone would, but... Oh, this is getting a bit too fucking heavy for me. Yeah. Next one. <laughs> we support the Ike, I think. If it turns out that he really isn't... I've never heard him know. say anything about the Holocaust, no, admittedly, so... I don't think he um, I'm, I think I think this doctor guy hasn't basically sort of taken Mr. Ike as... St. Ike as... Hey, it's lizards, man. It's genuine lizards. It's alien lizards. It's multidimensional lizards. It's not the Jews. Yeah. It's genuinely lizards. Chill out, man. He really does mean lizards. Yeah. Goddamn lizard queen. Yeah, um, go on um, YouTube, incidentally, listener. Search Solar Warden, that's the band name, and a song called Lizard Queen. And have a listen. Yeah. That's us. Well, it's you. Our you Ben's too. our mascot. Ben's our Eddie. I'm, I'm just, just going to stand there with a tambourine. <laughs> You're a drummer, Ben. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so I've got to do the, the, yeah. the drum work. Well, he's definitely the thickest one, isn't he? So <laughs> also the oh, most successful of the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves a drummer, guys. And the boldest. The boldest is not me, drummer. What planet do you live on? <laughs> drummer is not the most successful no. one with the ladies in any band. No, but you're, you're taken. <laughs> oh, in this band it yeah. might be, yeah. Oh, okay, but only because I'm not playing. Come on, Ringo Starr. I think Ringo got more action <laughs> than fucking John. <laughs> yeah, John was with Yoko all that time. Uh, Ringo still wasn't fucking getting any. <laughs> He's a sex god. Ringo Starr. Yeah, no, we keep the title up, Ringo. <laughs> My favourite quote about Ringo is, I think it was John who said, some interviewer said, uh, they were like, are you the best songwriters in the world? And then the next question, do you think Ringo's the best drummer in the world? And he goes, He's not even the best drummer in this band. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one before, yeah. <laughs> Bless him. Anyway. Awesome. Alright, last piece then, last bit of weird news for a bit. Conservative Christians claim a ca- oh say a name for me, Mike. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. That's it. Is a witch leading attack against Trump. Um. She scares them. Conservative Christians claim that Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is a witch guided by demons and leading an attack <laughs> against President Donald Trump. Frightened by a smart, articulate, attractive young woman, conservative Christians panic, worried that Representative Cortez is really a witch leading demonic attacks. AOC is the... Uh, AOC, can I say AOC? Yeah. Fantastic. Earlier this month, Dave Cabal, president of the religious right group Intercessors for America, explained how Representative AOC is connected to a coven of witches that cast spells on <laughs> Donald Trump 24 hours a day, seven days a week, presumably 365 days a year. That's a lot of spell casting. It's not working, is it? No, he's not doing he's a lot fucking of good. laughing his little <laughs> fucking cock up, isn't he? 
He's happy as a fucking trumping suntan. He's happy as a trumping piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hooker's piss. Hooker's happy as a trumping hooker's piss. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let's see what he says. There's a quote here. It's been widely publicised as a carbon of witches that cast spells on President Trump 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This particular coven is found in the south, southern portion of New York City. So right in the middle of all this, the southern district, in the little where those witches are doing the 24-7 spellcasting, we find the territory of AOC. He added, Her district is in the centre of all this going on. Is this coincidental? Maybe. Is there an evil thread running through this area trying to dispel diabolical power? He just answers his own question. Because <laughs> um, he knows well, it's all no, bollocks. That's why. He knows it's all bollocks. And he's saying it to make some money. Well, that's a rhetorical question, isn't it? Oh, fucking. <laughs> it's a rhetorical... Oh, no, I nearly, nearly dropped an R-bomb. <laughs> it's definitely an R-word question. Fucking, that's what I say. He's just fucking with a crucifix. If, if, you, if you believe in a, a magic man in the sky, you're going to believe in witches. Mm. You know, you, your tolerance of what things you accept in life are very low, evidently. Yeah. If you genuinely think that witches and spellcasting has any fucking difference, it doesn't. <laughs> Sorry. I've not seen any evidence to uh, suggest it has. Although some, some days when I get up, I'm convinced someone's got a fucking voodoo doll on me. My fucking oh. bat and girls in the morning oh, sometimes. That's just... me. Sorry, I'll put a hex on you. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that's just karma for being a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in karma, though. So it's... It believes in you. <laughs> actually, the, I've got an issue with karma, actually. <laughs> Go on, then. Well, I think that... They say, oh yeah, if you do good things, then good things will come back to you. But if I'm only doing good things for good things to come back to me, it's not very karmic, is it? Well, that's not It's worth. a catch-22. You do the good things because you feel good. You're not doing them Yeah, but then you only get the return back, and you yeah, know you're, you're going to get that yeah, return Yeah, but you don't back. treat it like a business transaction. <laughs> you just live in the knowledge of knowing that it's there. That's bullshit anyway. Be a good person because you want to be a good person. We don't know. It well, could... all of my perspective is your reality. So if your perspective is, you know... I want to give love to everybody else. It may come back to you. I'm all up Do you know what, Ben? Do you know what, Ben? You're right. Those fucking monks who spent fucking hundreds of years like thinking and philosophizing and meditating and passing down what they'd learned. Fucking, what do they know? You're <laughs> yeah, right. You're right, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I mean, there might be something to it. You're not open to maybe the possibility. Because I know I don't believe in God, but I don't know... We definitely don't understand the universe. We don't even understand no. what it's physically made of. I don't even know if it's real. It could be a fucking simulation. Yeah. We literally, there is a... If it's a simulation, bit... things will be going a lot better. So Why? in a simulation, Matrix. karma... Here's a good what? example. Spoilers for the listener, but you two haven't played the game. Red Dead Redemption no. 2. Right, I completed it at the weekend, and it was a very emotional right, ending. And I was like, oh. And I went online and I read. Apparently, if you, because you have a moral meter in the game, if you played the game as a bad guy, you don't get a beautiful, nice ending. The game ends in quite a, a nasty, upsetting way. Oh, really? So it's obviously a, a code within the game. Karma is a code within the game, is what I'm getting at. So if we're in this simulation, what's to say there is not some sort of karmic code working on our simulation? And basically, you know, there's a little something to it. But then... The flip side of that is all the massively successful evil cunts in the world. There you go. But are they happy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they like, are. It's like Red Dwarf. <laughs> but who, who's better off, him with his millions of dollars and his mansion and his supermodel girlfriend or me with what I've got? 
It's him, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> it's right. It's yeah. right. So if a karma is real, then all those fuckers in charge and making the billions and screwing the planet and screwing over everyone mm. will get something come back to them, but they're not. Maybe they get it in the afterlife, Ben. Oh, that's not now, is it? <laughs> that's not now. I want it now. Maybe they come back as a fucking slug. Oh, great. So what do I come back as for living a normal, decent life? Do I, do like I go a pigeon, a bit? Do I get to be one of them in the next life? Well, maybe. Maybe. I doubt it, but you never know. Oh, fuck it, it's bollocks. You're here. You're here. You make the most of it. You, you know, have as much you... fun as you can, and then you die. There you have go. Have you ever had... Now, you're going to mock me for this, but right, I've had this for a few years. So I can't play the guitar, I know a couple of chords, but even before I'd learnt a couple of chords, whenever I picked up a guitar, I used to get a really weird feeling, like it felt right and I knew what to do, but I didn't, obviously, I didn't know what to do. Those drugs, guys. And I used to think, no, this is before the drugs, <laughs> in my teenage years, and I used to think, what the fuck is that? It's like a like a sense memory or something from a past life where I did play the guitar. But yeah, you weren't Jimi Hendrix's favourite Somewhere in the multiverse guitarist. where another version of me... It was Jimi Hendrix's chief eunuch. Hey! <laughs> 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 the roadie. <laughs> oh, the only higher eunuchs, they don't fuck the. Uh, I was never a eunuch in any of the multiverses. <laughs> you are in one multiverse, at least. Well, yeah. I'd still got more balls than you, even if I was. <laughs> How have you know I've got porn star balls? <laughs> Huge. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> wow. That was very Trumpian, wasn't it? It yeah. was. <laughs> My balls are huge. I have the. No, his balls are bigger than mine. I have the biggest balls. <laughs> yeah? No, you don't. <laughs> so anyway, the cat's... We'll measure them in the break and we'll find out who's got the <laughs> <Yeah>. biggest balls. <laughs> Get the tape measure, Mike. <laughs> well, we've been it's doing a, It's a ball off. We've been doing the pod for I was going to use cup and feel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not so down for that. <laughs> Just the tape measure's fine. <laughs> a tape measure? Whatever. You wouldn't need a tape measure to measure your balls. You'd need one of those, remember like a five centimetre ruler when you was a kid? A little plenty it'd have like postman pat on it or something. Fifteen centimetre ruler? No, like a five. And then I had a five. Like a five. <laughs> so you always have bigger things than you. <laughs> oh, Ben. You do not need a master's degree in psychology to work out that you're obviously having issues with size because you keep talking about how big everything is. <laughs> No, I'm fine. He's got a little willy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. I'm genuinely fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You keep telling yourself that. I am. Yeah. It's all good. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Is AOC a witch? Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. shit, the article. Um, no. Or maybe, who knows? It's <laughs> coming. But I doubt it. She is, she's a good witch. Well, I don't know, I'd quite like it if she was like legitimately casting spells against Donny. I think that'd be fun. Why would you be worried, though, if you're a fucking Trump supporter? He's fucking Teflon. He, literally nothing could go wrong for him. They're all gathering around to pray for him anyway. I'm sure yeah. the prayers will be Surely God can beat a witch. Blah blah. Even he said himself he can go down Fifth Avenue, shoot somebody, and it wouldn't affect him. Yeah. Wouldn't well, affect, his, wouldn't affect his popularity. Well, no, that's true. That's what he meant. That woman did say in that interview ages ago, you know, if he uh, went down and shot someone, she'd still vote for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I like the guy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, concludes the news this week, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. That was fair. There was a lot of politics this week, but that was fun. It was good. Yep. The main topic today, which is Dr. David Kelly. If anyone doesn't know, he was a WMD uh, or a 
certainly a nuclear biological chemical in, uh, expert who worked for the MOD. In weapons inspector. Weapons actually. inspector, specifically, in the early 2000s, and was specifically tasked with looking into Iraq's chemical weapons programs. Yeah, I remember this. I remember him dying. Why was it yeah. important to know what weapons they had in Iraq? Because that was the whole cause for war. Mm, yes, it was, wasn't it? Remember all that WMD business? 45 everybody? minutes. Yeah, the 45 so, minute yeah. warning. Those were our justifications yeah. for war on an entire nation. So, yeah, it was, it was quite an important fella, this. He Mr. was. Kelly, the good doctor. So, the confusions, briefings and counter-briefings that surrounded the days running up to the invasion of Iraq in 2002 and early 2003 created a nervousness and a state of tension which caused all parties involved to act in unpredictable ways. During this time, the UK government released two dossiers which set out evidence for its belief that Saddam Hussein's regime posed a real threat to world security. The September 2002 document, which stated that Iraq possessed weapons of mass destruction, or WMDs, and that crucially those weapons could be deployed within 45 minutes. And a second, in February 2003, which detailed secret arms networks. A month later, the UK had deployed troops to Iraq to secure Hussein's downfall, in spite of vocal protests from the government's own MPs and many other groups, including that Million Man March. Mm. Just, you know, a million people on the streets of London... Yeah, government doesn't ban Ireland. Nope. No. Well, enough MPs voted for this to take us to war as well. Yeah. That is worth pointing out. I remember I was at uni at the time. I've mentioned it on the show before. I think or it was just after uni, and it was a sort of awakening times. It was you know uh, getting into the whole anti-Bush thing and America's evil warmongers. And but then when a million people. A million a people. million people. Take a day off work. Yeah. Turn up not. to the capital and say, we don't want our country to get involved in this invasion. And the government still goes, eh, what are you going to do? Yeah. And goes and does it anyway. That's when you realise, you know, oh, it's all bollocks. The whole It doesn't matter who I vote for, what I do. It's fucking, they'll do what they want to do. Yeah, and enough uh, MPs vote. We have to have a vote in the Commons mm. for us to go to war. And enough MPs voted for us to go to war. I mean, look at today, look at Mac Macron. Mm. I mean, people in the streets now for weeks and weeks and yeah, weeks. Yeah, I think 16th consecutive week, I think they've been at now. What, sorry? 16th consecutive 16th week. 16th consecutive week, guys. He's got a 21% approval rating and he's still mm. there. Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, you can't do anything, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Quite clearly. What are you going to do? You burned down the capital pretty much and you yeah. still can't get rid of the fuckers. No. It's not as easy as it used to be in the old days. No, the old French Revolution, they just rounded up the monarchy yeah. and the aristocracy, threw in the Bastille. It's not going to happen anymore. They've got, like... Sent him out to have a chat with Madame Guillotine that morning. The government's got better weapons and crowd control. Of course they have. Uh, and if worse comes to worse, worst, they'll just bomb the city. They'll <laughs> go down in the bunker and go, fuck it, raise it to glass. Yeah, we're in the we'll bunker. We'll start again. We'll go back up and start again and raise better people. Better sheep. <laughs> yeah. So, on the 20th of May 2003, BBC's flagship radio, uh, current affairs programme today featured a report from its defence correspondent Andrew Gilligan, in which he revealed a senior source at the Ministry of Defence accused a member of the Downing Street Press Office, later identified as Alistair Campbell, that sleazy fucker, one of mm. Blair's little buddies, wasn't he? Spin doctor, wasn't he? Spin doctor. Yeah. And not the ones, not the guys who did Two Princes, they're yeah. all right. <laughs> 
He um, was a weaving spider, wasn't he? He, he was, was. But they basically sexed up the September dossier. But if you want to call me baby, <laughs> you <buy> me flowers. <laughs> then go ahead now. <laughs> Great song. Tune, man. Yeah, song. absolute tune. Two princes. Yeah. Um, sorry. I like the album I've got it. I never I didn't know they did more than one <laughs> song. No, no, that. And that one song, Two Princes, is on every single rock compilation you buy. It's always on there. Good idea. That's Dunks Get Inside. <laughs> yeah. I got the album of that as well. The rest yeah. of it's shit. That song is like one of my favourite songs of all time. It's a good track. That's a bit. Damn good song. Um basically accuse him of having sexed up the dossier by including oh. the forty five minute deployment. Uh, the BBC's Newsnight correspondent Susan Watts also reported that a senior official believed the intelligence services came under heavy political pressure to include the 45-minute claim in its dossier. So you basically the government saying, look, we really want to go to war with Iraq. Yeah. Because the Americans do. And the Americans are doing the same thing. Um, I think, I'm not sure if it was J- Janey, I did read this, basically turned around to the Pentagon generals and said, we're going to go to war with Iraq, give us an invasion plan. They're like, why are we going to war with Iraq? We're going to war with Iraq. Who's this? Darth Cheney. Darth Cheney. Give us a plan of invasion. Mm. And that was effectively it. We don't need to go to war with Iraq. Yes, we do. Come up with a plan. And it must have been the same in Britain. Well, The intelligence services are basically embodied into saying they've got that 45 minutes in deployment, they could hit us, tell the public that. I remember in the UN, Colin Powell. Colin Powell. Colin Powell. (laughs) (laughs) Got his little vials out, didn't he? Showing everybody. Mm. He did. Remember that? What was in the vials? Spunk. <laughs> I masturbated in the hotel today. <laughs> hey, who doesn't do that? I think it was biochemical weapons or something, wasn't Would it? Would he have been allowed to take them into the UN? Quite a good point. I don't know. I remember him having little... It sounds like a fucking comic book. Honestly, he had little vials or something. I injected myself with the antidote to all this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here's a well, what about the first Gulf War when they said um, they got that, that young girl to come up and say that they were taking the babies? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, you mean the Kuwaiti ambassador's daughter? Yeah. yeah. Great actress, though. Surprised she never had a career. Fantastic. Well, speaking of G.I. Joe, I fell asleep while the first movie was on the other night, and Leona, my lady, my good lady, she watched the rest of it. Anyway, next morning, she says, first thing in the morning, she's like, oh, in my dream, you cut your hair last night. And I was like, oh, okay. And she said, was I in your dream? And I said, no, I dreamt about terrorists. <laughs> and she's like, oh, that's nice. Are you okay? And I was like, well, that's what happens when you fall asleep to fucking shooty bang bang films, isn't it, basically? No wonder I was dreaming about fucking terrorists. <laughs> Yeah. You mean you didn't dream of her as the Baroness? <laughs> no, but I gave it, you should have seen her face and I was like, no, nah, I dreamt about terrorists. She's like, oh. What did she think I was going to say? Of course I dreamt of you, darling. Every night. Yeah, that's what you meant to say, yes. Yeah, I know, but I gave an honest answer. No, no I you never do that. Dreamt about terrorists. Every successful relationship is built on lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a joke. That's not true. Of course. Weaving spiders coming out here. Exactly. Check out Mike's song coming soon. Coming soon. Yeah. Next solo warning release. The Bohemian awesome. Blues. Is that what it's called? Weaving spiders? I've called it the Bohemian Blues. Oh, the Bohemian. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good stuff. <laughs> Excuse me, oh my god, I bollocked you for doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, You've actually done it more times than I have, I just let it go. No. I'm... Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, listen. I belched. Ah, so, 
The government, enraged by the leak, demanded that Gilligan reveal his source, and weeks of accusation and counter-accusation began, with the BBC defending Gilligan, anonymity of his source, and the government's press machine attempting to discredit the story. Richard Sandbrook, the BBC's director of news, described the attacks as an unprecedented level of pressure from Downing Street. And they were both asked to appear between the Foreign Affairs Select Committee to explain their actions. A bit of a war between the BBC and the government at this point. Mm. Who sexed up the dossier? Well, this is pretty fucking mental, isn't it, when you break it down, just this part of the story. The BBC prints a story, which they have every right to do. Yeah. You know, and the government is then, like, intensely putting pressure on them, making the, the heads of the company... Go to fucking tribunals and face, uh, you know... Well, the Foreign like, Affairs Select Committee is a pretty big committee. Yeah, to go and stand in front of fucking government ministers like, and explain yourself and all that. Why are the government's arseholes twitching so badly That's over this it. story? Do you know what I mean? Why go so fucking heavily, like, you know... Because a lot of papers say a lot of shit about the government which can't be backed up the majority of the time. They don't go after them all like this, do they? Less and less these days, but yeah... Well, this is what I like about the BBC at this point, because they're actually fucking saying, no, no, you're talking bollocks, we think you're sexing this up to take the country into war, and the government is then having to backpedal and say, no, no, don't know what you're on about. Yeah. Yeah. Remember That's that shit, Liz and Gaz? Yeah, I do, when it was good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. when they had bollocks. Yeah. Uh, then were the good old days, yeah. Mike. Well, of course, the BBC had no vested interest in that story, so they could attack it. That's Whereas true. the paedophile scandal and things, they have a vested interest. That's true. Yeah, that you're shit on your own doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> That's <not> stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk some more about how we let some monster, the most prolific pedo in the history of the world, touch up young girls on our company property. Yeah, yeah let's put that one on the news yeah. again. Oh, no, shut the fuck up. Every on. year we'll have a Jimmy Savile remembrance. No, uh, no, Jimmy no. Savile across all channels. Oh, oh dear God, that's the idea of hell. No, they're not stupid, see. They're not, <laughs> they're not going to touch that one with a fucking ten-foot... It's like when, you know, Theresa May had that document that had all the paedophiles' names on, it accidentally got shredded when she was mm. Home Secretary. The BBC soon dropped that one, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, thank fuck, that's over. Yeah, because they probably switched on the shredder. <laughs> <laughs> she probably went to the BBC office and shredded it yeah. there. Can I use your shredder, please? I don't know if she talks about Of course, Princess Diana. How can we forget? People's princess. What about her? Well, no, they didn't start. did they? If she died in that car accident. Watch your mouth, young man. Watch your tone. That is the people's princess you're talking oh, you about. Oh, you fucking... And they killed her. They didn't kill her. Killed accident. her and her magnificent breasts. She died. <laughs> <laughs> it was an accident. Yeah. Actually, that's one of the few I fucking don't go for, isn't it? I was going to say, uh, like, come on, as we're about to find out, the government clearly kill people. He's like, a royalist, isn't he? Uh, he's in the army. Yeah. He's made. He's sworn an oath to the Queen. Uh, that's why he doesn't like Diana. Mm. Oh, well, that must be it. You never thought she was good enough, did you, for your royals? <laughs> <laughs> she was worth more than any of them, Ben. I'm sure. She, she had spirit and kindness and an amazing body, which I didn't realise till we'd researched it. Uh, <laughs> as a child, as a child, it was lost on me how fucking hot Diana was. <laughs> and when we researched that episode, fuck me, I fell in love. Woo! No, I did notice. <laughs> notice about you both, to be fair. Yeah, she, she yeah. was killed. I thought at one point you were going to fight over who was going to have her. <laughs> the people's princess. We can all I'm be. sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's all of ours. So what happened to Mr. Kelly? Yeah, she was everybody's, wasn't she? 
And that's why you get the fucking back pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the karma for being every day. Karma just, just for some being days. a cunt. Spencer, okay. I've done that following the previous day, obviously. So enough bickering. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so on page one, aren't we? Two. <laughs> page two. <laughs> the media frenzy must have worried Dr. <coughs> Kelly, who wrote to his line manager manager at the ministry, admitting he'd met Gilligan on the twenty second of May and could have been one of the sources for his story. After another ten days of intense in, and increasing pressure to reveal the identity of the source, the MOD then identified Kelly indirectly by refusing to point out he was denied. He was uh, not on the list of they possible left sources. Clues, didn't they? I heard. Didn't they leave clues to? So if you if you oh, put the clues together, the only person who could come up with was David Kelly. Oh right. Well. Yeah. So he's hung him out to dry yeah. that way. Yeah. So on the 15th and 16th of July, Dr. Kelly sat in front of the FAC, the uh, Foreign Affairs Select Committee, facing allegations it was he who had been the source of the Gilligan story. Remember, his work's highly classified, isn't it? He's a fucking weapons inspector. Mm-hmm. And he's not used to this sort of fucking attention and pressure. So is he breaking no. the law by disclosing this information? I guess he would be, yeah. That's, that's, it's fucked up. The official it? secret sack yeah. I thought it so Basically, else. whatever the intelligence service say, you can't dispute yeah. that. If you do, you're, you're breaking the law, or yeah. if you're from inside the organisation. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So Where's the whistleblowing um, avenues, Gaz? Well, you got to look at Mr. Assange, and you're hiding out to the embassy. Yeah, look what fucking Obama did to, um, what was her name? Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea Manning. We know what happens to whistleblowers. Their cars usually drive really quickly <laughs> into trees and things like that. They do. Yeah. <laughs> well, they shoot themselves twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Strange that, isn't it? Yeah. Despite much probing by the committee members, ooh, ooh, probing, Kelly maintained that although he had spoken to Gilligan, he had not been his primary source. Kelly said the controversial point about the 45-minute deployment claim could not have come from him as he had no part in the actual compilation of the dossier but had merely presented information possible inclusion and thus had not been party to the decisions by the Joint Intelligence Committee. And in fairness, he was quite relaxed at this point because the FAC, after two days, had said it probably wasn't him. It was most unlikely to have been him, in quotes. Mm. Well, he was a nice little scapegoat. Yeah, and he was laughing and joking with the committee members. He was relaxed. Mm. So, two days, he's probably off the hook, in all fairness. Yeah, his name, he's still probably a person of interest, but he's not the prime suspect anymore. Mm. But the following day, on the 17th of July, he left his home at 3pm, telling his wife he was going for his usual afternoon walk, and he did not return. At 11.45pm, his family contacted the police and reported him missing. He was found at 9.20 the next morning by two search volunteers in woods on Harrodown Hill, about a mile and a half from his home. The police did not confirm the body as his until July 19th and then stated they believe he had committed suicide by taking the powerful painkiller Cropraxamol and then cutting his left wrist. Mm. A day later, after talking to his family, the BBC issued a statement naming Dr Kelly as a source of both Gilligan's and Watts reports. So they stabbed him in the back in his mm-hmm. death. The interesting thing to note about the two people who found him with their... Their dog. Mm. They were professional searchers, amateur sorry, amateur searchers with a professionally trained dog. Mm. Found the body. 
Right. And they said he was propped up against a tree. Yep. Right. Let's remember that. Yes. They then didn't, allegedly, mm, didn't, didn't affect the scene. They left. It took them about 30 minutes to find a policeman. Because this is... They could have had a... No, they wouldn't have... Well, they should have had a mobile phone. Maybe mm. they didn't. I don't know. Did they leave the body then? They left the body as it was. Well, he was obviously dead. Yeah. So... Yeah. There wasn't a lot they could do. Well, they weren't at the body for 30 minutes. They left the... They left the body for 30 minutes and they yeah. went to go and find the police officer okay. in charge. That is where it presumably hoped is where the whole unfortunate episode would end. But there were some who pointed to inconsistencies in the official version of events. Many people who have been close to Kelly professionally and personally did not believe the suicide story and others believed his death bore all the hallmarks of a planned assassination. Mm. The first to speak publicly of their misgivings, and we have this video coming up, were the two paramedics who attended the scene of Dr. Kelly's death. They are Paul Bartlett and Vanessa Hunt. Interviewed by Anthony Barnett in The Observer in December 2004, they said they have found little or no evidence of the major bleeding that would have taken place if the severed wrist artery had been the cause of death, as stated by the pathologist. Quote, When someone cuts an artery, whether accidentally or intentionally, the blood pumps everywhere. I just think it is unlikely that he died from the wrist wound we saw, said Hunt. Uh, the paramedics' views were soon supported by a group of doctors who wrote to the Guardian newspaper, saying they too were deeply unhappy with the official cause of death. The severed ulnar artery, they argued, was too thin to have allowed a major hemorrhage, especially as, out in the open, the blood vessel would have been closed off by surrounding muscle long before Kelly bled to death. So let's see what the paramedics have got to say. And remember, these are paramedics. They attend a lot of cases with this intensity. They found David Kelly's body here in rural Oxfordshire last July. His wrist slashed and painkillers in his bloodstream. The apparent suicide led to a police investigation and an extraordinary public inquiry. Dr. Kelly, a government weapons inspector, was found to be a source of disputed reports claiming Downing Street hyped up the threat from Iraq. He was caught up in a battle between government and BBC before he died. But it's the finding that Dr. Kelly died from cutting his own wrist that's again being questioned by the paramedics at the scene. The reaction in front of the cameras tonight? I suppose everyone was surprised with the outcome. Like I say, we're not medical experts. All we commented on was the amount of blood blood over the body. We can only say what we saw on that morning. And um, there just didn't appear to be a substantial amount of blood loss either onto the, the clothing or around the area. The paramedics didn't deny one pathologist's evidence that he had found more blood at the scene, but they still weren't satisfied. I would like to have seen the photographs that were taken when we were there, and maybe the photographs pertaining to the amount of blood that was found. Maybe we were wrong, I don't know. Maybe it was under the body. But Lord Hutton's verdict will stand, and tonight the police are standing by their investigation. It may be impossible to answer every question about Dr. Kelly's death, or to end the speculation and conspiracy theories the paramedics say they want put to rest. John Pienaar, BBC News. So, they say they're not medical experts. I say they're pretty fucking good, the paramedics. They see a lot of this. They do. I mean, I'd imagine they get called out to a lot of self-inflicted wounds. One of the documentaries I watched somebody it was a doctor was talking about how um, unfortunately he has seen quite a few of these cases where people have slit their wrists 
and is it and Dr. Help, David Halpin? Yeah, you touched on it there, and you did quote him, I think. But basically, it's like a fucking horror movie when someone hits that archer. Yeah. It fucking sprays apparently. Oh yeah, it's, it's a mess. It like, is. It's a. It's it'll every, be on the every, roof, like every <laughs> pump of your heart yeah. is a spurt yeah. out of that artery. And it is. There's it, blood. It's a mess. Splattering everything. I mean, I think it's, you can get up to about twenty feet off a major artery. So, I'd think that they've seen their fair share yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah. Like the paramedics. They've just been honest yeah. when they say, "Hey, look, we're not medical experts." That's because they're being honest. They're not qualified doctors. But exactly what you just said. Experience speaks for something. They've yeah. been. And they were there. They've got no reason to lie. They're just saying, "Hey, we were at the scene first. We didn't think there was a significant amount of blood." Or what did the dog walkers? What did they say? Uh, they didn't say anything about the amount of blood. Uh, but they would have just seen the body. The dog would have found it. They'd have literally yeah. just backed off because they wouldn't want to disturb the crime scene. All the policemen there. I just wondering what their um. Yeah, I wonder what their opinion would be. The policemen as well. It was well. Well, the the guy who was left with the body for that thirty minutes was Di Co. Oh. And he says he didn't move the body, but yet when more police turned up, he also says the body was flat on its back. One thing I'd like to say before we move on to the next part to do with what they just said. Well, I've got a little bit more on the, on, the, on the blood loss. That paramedic said um, we would like to see, because that's after the inquiry there, <coughs> speaking there. The Hutton inquiry. That we listened to. They said we would like to see the photographs that were taken while we were there. So obviously they haven't even shown these photographs yeah. in the inquiry in an open sort of in, uh, public, well, was it public or behind closed doors? Um, I, I'd imagine it would have been. Behind closed doors. But either way, yeah. they won't show. Yeah. Wouldn't that just solve it? I think most of these things are behind closed doors, to be fair. Wouldn't that just say, hey, they were there when we took the pictures, so surely it would be okay to show them the pictures again? Well, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. Isn't there a difference between an inquiry and an inquest? Uh, there probably is. Yeah, there's a... There's a so in an inquiry, yeah. it's not perjury to be telling a lie. Yes, because they don't swear. Right. They don't swear on the Bible. Oh, fuck. I know, but in an inquest, mm. it's lawful. Right. So you have to be telling the truth. If you found not, you're in contempt of court, you get to prison. So it was the Hutton inquiry then? So if it was, yeah. in, if it was an inquest... Yeah, then they'd have to. Then they'd have to tell the truth. Inquiry is basically bullshit. So they didn't show the pictures? No, it's bullshit. But why not just... So obviously it's but in all these cases, already. normally, mm. it's an inquest. So yeah. why did they decide this time to have the inquiry instead? The same with Grenfell. Because the, the, the first Grenfell's an inquiry, it's not an inquest. To come yeah. yeah, of course it is. Yes, it is. It's the only reason, isn't it? Yeah. Otherwise you'd, you'd have it. Of course. The public want it, you'd have it. Of course, but no. And what have these yeah. fucking paramedics got to gain? They probably hate all this shit, having to sit in front of cameras. Yeah. And, I mean, it'd be over with them now. This was a few years ago, but... Oh, well, mind you, I bet they still get bothered by people like us and people yeah, who wrote yeah. that book and you know things like that. But, of course, yeah. Um, well, they're still investigating this. There was a <coughs> there was a guy on the, I can't remember his name. It's on my head. Uh, on Howard Hughes um, a couple of weeks ago <coughs> mm. on the Unexplained with the Howard Hughes. So mm. I sent you the link to that. Yeah. And he's still researching this. Mm. Mm. You know, he, he's still fighting. This was this was not a suicide. He was yeah. suicided because, I mean, the doctor he's a trauma surgeon. David Halpin. He's one of the authors of Letcher. He maintains that even the deepest cut in the region of the ulnar artery would not have caused death. A completed transacted artery retain, retracts immediately and thus stops bleeding, even at a relatively high blood pressure. The artery itself lies deep in the wrist on the little finger side of the hand. Your radial artery is on the other side of your hand. Mm -hmm. 
So it's on your uh, your thumb side, your right hand side, your hand, the radial artery. That's your big one in your wrist. Right. That's the pumping blood out. Okay. Sort of. You hold on. Just just a tiny one. Just, just quite deep in. Yeah. You know, the fact that he managed to cut down deep into his own wrist with that fifty-year-old blunt knife that he'd been is, mm. that he described in the video uh, to locate and cut the ulnar artery—that's a bit mm. much, isn't it? Especially when he's considered a. The, the physicians also questioned the toxicology results, pointing out the concentration of the drug co-proximal, co uh, co mm. twenty-nine of them. Apparently, it wasn't high enough to have killed him, being only a third of a fatal dose. And also, his stomach was virtually empty on examination, containing the equivalent of a fifth of one tablet, suggesting that if he did swallow the cited 29 tablets, he must have regurgitated most of them before the drug could be absorbed. Mm. It's a pretty amateurish suicide attempt, isn't it? I reckon he was uh, suffocated without a struggle. They snuck up on him. Bag over the head. I don't know how they do it. Tasing him first. Can you tell? I don't. This. I know this is a question we might not be able to answer, but I'm wondering if someone's suffocated like that and there's no signs of struggle, can they tell from the autopsy? I believe, and I'm. It's, I'm not a medical expert. Yeah. I think there might be some kind of hemorrhaging under the eyeballs oh, from okay. a, right. a a forced suffocation. Right. Okay. Uh, I, that is. Remember listening to you're the fact checker. That yeah. is off the top of my head something I never seem to remember reading a long Sounds time ago. To be fair. But there's usually it's very rare mm. they can't give a cause of death. So they'd know But it wouldn't be obvious to a paramedic turning. No, up. they wouldn't be checking for that sort of yeah. stuff. They'd just be looking at can we help this guy? So, is he still breathing? How so long's he been dead? Rather than cushioning him over the head or poisoning him or I'm just thinking, you know, suffocated him. Yeah. Once he's once he's unconscious cut his wrist, throw a few pills in him. Yeah, force the pills down yeah. his throat. But then, the but then again, had, he, had they forced the pills down his throat already because mm -hmm. he'd regurgitated most of them, unless the coroner was lying. Oh, that's always a possibility. But then again, they're, they're saying that on examination there's the equivalent of a fifth of one tablet, so had he been for, had they forced mm. the stuff down him? Apparently or, there wasn't enough tablets, was there? To <coughs> no, it was a fifth of a lethal mm -hmm. dose, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Or maybe he just had a really pathetic attempt on his own life and got there with the knife. Yeah, but the, the, that's not just bleeding from that artery. So hasn't deep. that been contested as well? There are opposing... Some people say it is possible, don't they? I'd imagine if you sever an artery, mm. it's pretty possible you're going to bleed to death anyway, isn't it? Yeah. So, But this leading physician, who's a trauma surgeon, says that because it's so deep in, the muscles around it would have contracted. Your body's even... In, and your body would have basically sort of solved the problem itself. Mm. Yes, you'd have bled, but you're not looking at a massive bleed. Unless, well, but you've been there for a long time. Well, you cut yourself. You don't bleed. bleed to death, do you? Well, no. The no. blood clots up. Yeah. It depends where you so the blood, if the blood flow slows down enough, it will clot, yeah. especially exposed to the open air. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he was there a long time, but then the paramedics aren't finding the blood yeah, they'd I mean, expect yeah. to find. Mm. Were they looking for sprays, or as they said, maybe it was under the body? Why well, it shows Because they're not moving the body, that's the coroner's job. Yeah. Once the, was it under the body? Had it soaked into the earth is another possibility. He's in the woods. Yeah. He's been there a long time. Could be. It's all plausible. <laughs> Perhaps if there was an inquest, he might have found out. Yes.
show us the pictures. Well, no, I don't want to see them, actually. Tell me what's in the pictures. Well, Kelly must have had an intimate knowledge of human biology and the fact that he was a microbiologist and an authority on biological weapons, so he must have... Uh, mm. He knows how these things affect the body. He knows... It's like the Terminator. He has deep files, detailed files on human anatomy. Makes yeah. him a more efficient killer. Exactly. You know, you know how chemical weapons work. Yeah, you must have a very good understanding to be a world's expert. You'd think so, wouldn't you? A government chosen expert. Apparently, severing the ulnar artery is not uh, does not automatically lead to a fatal loss of blood, apparently, but Kelly is known also to have an aversion to swallowing tablets. If his suicide was premeditated, why bring a small, blunt, concave-edged knife to do a tricky slicing job along with the tablets? And... If it was a spontaneous act, why did he bring 30 pain-killing tablets with him on his daily constitutional? It's a valid question. Mm. Well, he took him with him. I'm just devil's advocating. Took him with him to take out. He didn't want to kill himself at home because he didn't want his wife to find the body. Yeah. See, the, the, I'm with you to a point because... The whole laughing and joking thing with members of the committee after you've been sort of taken off the prime mm. suspect list. Yeah. You never know when someone's going to kill themselves. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it's you not can be solid laughing. They could be laughing and joking out with their friends like before, and then the next yeah. day, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, he's, you know, it's not as if he's going to be there at the inquiry going, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, really, really not coping with any of this, and uh, I think tomorrow... <laughs> Probably yeah. gonna do myself in. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's if I get through today. See you later, then, lads. You know <laughs> he's gonna try and. Uh, you know I don't know. You're right though. Human psychology, it's complex. Yeah, it is very complex. That's not solid evidence. Look at us. But I think when you add it to in one of the documentaries, it had his close friends that were talking to him, and he was stressed apparently about all this pressure and stuff. But understandably, not suicidally. He was more defiant than anything. But who knows? But the thing is, this comes down to let's say he did talk to Gilligan, the journalist. Yeah. And he did, but maybe he didn't say that they'd sexed it up. I mean, this is the thing someone, maybe not Dr. Kelly, said they'd sex yeah. this up. Yeah, he, he was just have. given as a prime suspect. He was scapegoat. A sacrificial lamb, as it yeah, were. Yeah. Maybe they knew his mental health wasn't great. I mean, he'd already, uh, apparently, one of the things was that he cut his left arm with his right hand mm. but apparently his right arm was considerably weaker due to a horse riding accident years before and apparently he couldn't carry things for very long in his right hand uh, friends said they'd struggled to watch him cut into a steak with a knife in his right hand yeah. so mm, that's some more sort of suspect yeah. evidence but it's it? probably better for wanking so it might feel more like uh, something else <laughs> you don't really manage it for as long you make it quickie <laughs> <laughs> I have to finish off for yeah. <laughs> oh. what are you beetle bank with <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's probably like it looks massive in this one <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Beadle famous little handed one little handed man for anyone that doesn't know <laughs> known prankster bless him uh, uh, maybe they're laughing at that one I think watch out Simpler uh, times they were. Do you remember the UFO sketch one? I can't remember. 
Oh, basically, they, they put this fake UFO in this woman's garden and he <laughs> came at the top of it dressed as an alien. And she was like, he was like, hello. And she's like, would you like a cup of tea? <laughs> and he was like, oh, a famous one. And eventually revealed yeah. it was all a hoax. The and Americans, it was like Candy Cameron, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. effectively, yeah. yeah. Oh, bless. Do you know, I never noticed the little hand at the time. No, no did I? I didn't know. You always used to cut over his other hand, though. Ah, uh, did he? Yeah. It was until I read his autobiography. <laughs> Well, my mate bought it to me as a present. He wasn't just your mate, he was your future brother in law at the time. He was, yeah. <laughs> Did he buy it you ironic? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's okay. But you actually read it. Well, I read a bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it on like page one? He's like, I was born <laughs> with a little. Photos. <laughs> no, I don't know. There are photos in the middle. I don't know if there's any of his hand. Can't remember. Uh, uh, yeah. Fuck well. <laughs> if you're an American listener, or Google, anyone, or an Iranian listener, or an Iranian listener, Google <laughs> Jeremy Beadle. That's B E A D L E. I think. Thank me later. <laughs> or send him an abusive Facebook message. No, don't do that. <laughs> you won't read. He's dead. <laughs> Is he dead? Yeah, Jeremy Beadle is. Fuck off. I don't know, Gaz. Oh, sorry. Gaz is dead. He's been dead years, mate. Oh, fuck. At least, at least five. Well, at least he didn't touch any kids. Uh, that's you true. You know what I mean? No, if he touched him with his little hand, would it be pedophilia? Guys, we're breaking, the, we're breaking the no-nonce policy again, remember? <laughs> You've got five months left to run. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would stand up in court, <laughs> would it? I don't think it would. <laughs> There'd definitely be an inquiry on that one. In some universities, use that as a defence in a pedophile kangaroo court. Anyway, enough of nonsense. It was my little hand, you see. <laughs> enough uh, nonsense. Uh, it wasn't a nonce, anyway. No, it wasn't. Allegedly. <laughs> Well, as we know, in my opinion, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Dr. Kelly. <laughs> so, as if there were not enough mis- mystery surrounding the suicide, it became apparent during the Hutton inquiry there were other major discrepancies. The volunteers who found Dr. Kelly's body said he was sitting or slumped against a tree when they discovered him. But in his evidence, DC Coe of the Thames Valley Police stated Kelly was flat on his back and away from the tree. The volunteers swore the knife, an unopened bottle of Evian and a watch were not present when they were there, but these items had appeared next to the body by the time DC Co. left the scene. DC Co. Co-conspirator! Well, they're actually, fuck yeah. Mm. Oh, that's a bit... Maybe it was MI5. Editing a bum bum bum. <laughs> So, as any viewer of a TV crime will know, most solved cases are so because of the work of the forensics people, CSI. Anyone ever watch CSI? Yeah. I watched um, a bit of the New York one. Oh, that was shit. Miami was no, the best. I, I, I did see a few of them. As you know, My ex was into it, but... Vegas was good when Grissom was in it, but... It was, it was the same ending. It was always the same ending. The criminal, yeah, they get him in... Where they uh, interrogate him. The interrogation they confess. <laughs> because they've got the forensics on him at that point. He's I like, oh, let's cut a deal then. But they always confess at the end. The worst thing was, if it was a rich guy who'd done it, they'd let him cut a deal. And if it was a really like, some scag dealer, 
He just got prison. He was he wasn't allowed to cut a deal. That's the reality of the way the system is, though, to be fair. It just is. You can get away with drug dealing if you've got loads of money. Well, that's true. Escobar did for a long time. Mm-hmm. Pablo. Have you seen the Pablo Escobar Escoburger? Yes, I have. <laughs> it's got a little um, line of white stuff on the top. Not cocaine. It's like mm. sauce or something. It'd be awesome if it was. <laughs> no, because then you wouldn't want to eat the burger, actually. But yeah, it's cool. But some people are up in arms about it, aren't they? Yeah, Guys, they're, they're up in arms about everything. Everyone's an extremist in this This is true. Age. So back to Mr. Kelly. Yeah. So apparently there was surprisingly little forensic evidence forthcoming. That's For funny. instance, whose fingerprints are on the knife? I don't know. Nobody's. Oh. His answer to that. Well, he wiped his fingerprints. Didn't apparently so. Was any foreign DNA detected in the blood samples? Was the watch found beside Dr. Kelly broken or intact? And if broken, what time did it show? What were the last calls made to him on his mobile phone? None of these questions were asked during the inquiry and no answers were volunteered. In March 2005, the Lib Dem MP, Liberal Democrats, uh, Norman Baker, resigned his front bench job expressly to investigate the circumstances surrounding Kelly's death. A year later, he published his findings on his own website and contributed to a t- BBC TV programme, Conspiracy Files. I watched Which, that one. It I think we good, all watched that one, didn't we? Yeah, it was a good documentary. The BBC one? Yeah. yeah. yeah it was really good. Yes, yeah, so I, I did drop off for ten minutes in between, but it was this afternoon and I'd just eaten. Wow, well, wow. Well. You know, I was tired. I was, yeah. There's on a YouTube. I was full of beef. <laughs> Up your ass. What? <laughs> no, no, my stomach. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's just say the documentary is on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Yeah. Yes. Not the beef. Not the beef. The beef isn't. I didn't record myself and put it on YouTube. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Coming soon, Benny. Just Benny did it. <laughs> uh, so, Baker voiced his serious doubts over the conclusion of the inquiry, not only on the basis of the medical evidence and the suicide verdict, but also concerning the irregularities in the actions of the coroner, the choice of pathologist, the actions of the police at the beginning of the investigation, and why Lord Hutton in particular was picked to head the inquiry. Because he's a mate of Blair's, that's why. Well, he knew he'd do the job, didn't he? He knew he'd keep it all exactly how he wants it to run. And think about it, it's a warning to others. This is what you do if you step out of line. Yeah. You talk to the BBC... You're going to get suicided. Dead. So, the conduct of the police force is the most puzzling fact that has come to light that uh, Operation Mason, as it was named, began at 2.30pm on the 17th of July. Operation Mason. Mm. About nine hours before Dr Kelly's family reported him missing (coughs) before he left his home to go for a walk. So nine hours before they reported missing, and an hour and a half before he was going home for his walk, left his home for his walk, the police launched an operation. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Quite how the police knew what was going to happen, they're not willing to divulge, nor they're willing to say why they found it necessary to erect a 45-foot high antenna in Kelly's garden. Of course, because it's an inquiry, they don't have to answer, do they? Turn Mrs Kelly out of her home in the middle of the night for some considerable time while a search, while search dogs were put through the house. And according to Baker, one of the most senior police officers in the country on being consulted was at a loss to why either action would have been required. Operation Mason. 
Red flags already, mate. Yeah. Red flags already. Because you can obsess this communism business, aren't you? It's always a red flag with you, Mike. Well, they've got to be sure there's no evidence at the scene, because I reckon they did him at the house. Red flags flying high here. Or if they didn't do him at the house, they took him from the house. Or maybe they knew. I think they did him in the woods. I think maybe he got a text message saying, you know, we need to talk, come to go on your walk, I'll meet you on the way. That'll be how it's done. It's not... Because well, it's not sure he goes no evidence. Well, he goes. Well, the thing is, he goes that way every day. Yeah, yeah so he could jump so in like, the way. Well, no, I think but, they, I think he met him. All right, we need okay. to talk. Come and meet me on your walk. But what I'm thinking is, why were they so interested in his house? Did something happen there, or were they concerned with what he had there in terms of paperwork? Yeah, what's he got there? Um, what's he got there, and what's coming in and out of that house on a? Because that, that uh, they put a tower up in the garden. <laughs> they're intercepting their Every single thing uh, coming out of that house. Mm, There's a fence around there. Maybe Is he? he was a mole. Maybe he was a mole. It's a possibility. Maybe he'd been turned by the Iraqis. You don't yeah. know, I suppose. Could have been an Iraqi insurgent. No, well, no, maybe they just paid him enough money and he decided to report back that, hey, they, ha- they haven't got all this stuff, you know. Mm. Remember, we're in 2003. We know now for a fact there is no WMDs. Yeah. Well, if there is, they're really fucking well hidden. Yeah. But back in 2003, the subject was still up to debate. Mm. So, was uh, Ad Kelly been turned by Iraqi intelligence? There's a possible, there's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, they've got nothing, don't worry about them. Don't invade them, they've got nothing. But we found nothing. Yeah, but then... (laughs) We went there, we found nothing. Yeah, but this is 2003, we didn't, we hadn't invaded at this point. No, but we went there, we found nothing. He He had stuff. At nothing, some point, yeah, yeah, at some point it was already been dismantled and not used anymore. There was nothing. Well, I, was there was there. Nothing. I was throwing it out there as an interesting thing. Came to my mind. Ah, the fact he might have been turned by Iraqi intelligence was he a double agent. Could have been, and they did us a favour by doing him. They are mentioned actually as being some of the suspects. Mm. The Iraqi intelligence services. Oh, maybe they did him. And maybe that's why our people were so interested in the house because they're like, fuck some Iraqi foreign agents have been in here under our noses we need to sweep this whole fucking yeah area. I just can't see the Iraqi intelligence outwitting the British why you know it's, it's you the same I mean it's, we could have a lazy day you've got an intelligence service I mean but these guys just come into the country on student visas mm. I mean so they're saying that we, we are kind of no, they, but then again, the Iraqis haven't got to send people over. They, they could be. They could have already have assets in country. They could have some Iraqi yeah. uh, immigrants in Britain who do a odd job for them now and again, even if it's just maybe sometimes it's just being somewhere to look at something. Yeah, or you kill know? an old man I in the woods. I can't imagine there's many in this country that, the, that, that we don't know about. Well, that's the point of spying, Mike, is that no one knows that you're there. Yeah, okay, I'm just saying it's say. a possibility that it could have been Maybe he wasn't killed by our government. Maybe somebody else did him. The French are mentioned. Possible. The French intelligence service are mentioned. Because well, the one of the no, but you can't do it. So you palm the job off to your allies oh. who do it for you, yeah. and then you. That's go, why we ah. used to send all them criminals into Libya to get That's tortured. right, and then Gaddafi didn't. Want so to we do could, it we don't do torture. We're, the, we're, we're British or standing. We, we mm. send to Libya though. Our ally, they all do the torturing for us. Uh, Geneva Convention forbids torture. Libya yeah. aren't in the Geneva Convention. Oh, but of course the US just did it anyway. Before you know, it. you've got jumper cables on your go and you're singing <laughs> like a fucking bird. <laughs> you like an 
Mary. Uh, well, of course, the US just called it enhanced interrogation techniques. Waterboarding. Yes. That's how they got around Apparently, it. waterboarding is like the worst yeah, fucking thing, apparently. Yeah, you like, feel like you're drowning. Mm. Lovely. Yeah. You know. I've seen enough action movies. After I've been waterboarded, I'd break my buns, flip <laughs> up to my feet, kick up like a piece of the broken chair with my foot, catch it in my hand, use it as a stabbing implement to take out. Four, I mean, obviously, four of the first seven. Then guards, grab a gun. Grab a gun. Actually, take no, you've only used three. one of the guards as a human shield to mm. block the guy with the gun. Yeah, I've done a few backflips, yeah. kicks. You know me. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. <sighs> and just and remember at the time all these. It's mm. torture. What was one of the biggest TV shows? Twenty Four. Oh fuck yeah! It's it? a bit of a psyop, isn't it? Of course, yeah. it is. He tortured every scene. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched it. Surprisingly, you know, never tortured or was tortured. I watched Twenty Four. Yeah, he either tortured somebody or was tortured every episode. Can I be honest? What? I don't like either Sutherland. I do. I think he's alright. Yeah. Well, but my, do you know my favourite? I tried to watch that fucking thing. He was on Netflix where he was a president, lone survivor. No, no, oh, it was, it. it was. Yeah, but if he's shit, then he's gonna look shitty. But you know, you got the fucking. What was, was that? My favourite was that vampire scene. film, Lost Boys. Uh, it's yeah. awesome, no? That's yeah, that was like a very early role. How Run about guns. When uh, James mm, yeah. Bond gets his balls hit with the rope, right? Yeah. And then he says, and he starts laughing. And he's like, "It's something funny." And he's like, "You just no, that's it." He's hitting him in the let to set it up for the listener if you haven't seen it. He's in a chair with the it's bottom Casino Royale. Out. Yeah, the t- the bottom of the chair is cut out. He's got a massive rope with a huge solid yeah. knot in it. Yeah, I remember this. And he's throwing it up into his bollocks, mm. right? And he's already been beaten to shit. And he's like, "Oh, I've got an itch. I've got an itch." James Bond <laughs> saying, "I've got an itch." And he smashes him in the balls of the rope, and then he starts giggling. And he's like, "It's something funny." He's like, "You just tickled my balls." <laughs> <laughs> That's the hardest one. <laughs> <laughs> well, in you know, real life, there's no way he'd fucking no. do that. Oh, I'd have been squeaking after the first one, if not before. <laughs> just the thought of it, we're like, "I'd scream oh. like a pig." I would. <laughs> Daniel Craig, James Bond is awesome. He is. I love him. Sadly, there's only one more to go. At least he's gonna do it though. I like it. Yeah, I like, do you know what though? What shatter hand? What did you think of the last one though? Slice Actually, no, I haven't seen Spectre. I haven't it's a bit seen weird. It. I'll be honest. I watched it the other night with Leona, and I was like, eh. I obviously love it because I love him in that character. I was going to watch it, but Batista's good. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I didn't like him much. It's kind of weird, isn't it? But mm, I did. Strange. I mean, I love Casino Royale. Yeah, I love that. I like Quantum of Solace because you, right. you have to understand yeah. it's Casino Royale 2 yeah. and it's a revenge movie. It's dead short, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it's not a long film, but it's a revenge movie. Yeah, it's basically the hour and a half they wanted to do extra Casino Royale. Yeah. But it's, it is just, it's just, ah, I, like, I like it. I don't think it's great, but I do like it. And, and, and Skyfall. Um, uh, Skyfall, That's I great. love Skyfall. I love all the old nod backs in Skyfall. Mm. You get the DB5, the, yeah. the original tune comes out, and you're like, yeah, I like that. It's, that's cool. I like me some James Bond. I do like a bit of Bond, although uh, I'll never rate Roger Moore, I'm afraid. Oh, I did when best. I was a kid. He's my favourite. Yeah, it's one of my favourite films but as well. Now like I can't watch one now, though. <laughs> I try and watch one now, I'm like, fuck it now. It's like a 70 year old goddamn. <laughs> when I was a kid, I didn't notice. No, no. Like, now, in a like, cor- oh, he blatantly had a corset oh, on. Yeah. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't good. I guess it was just my era. If he punched someone, his fucking shoulder would snap off. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he was beating up Jaws, was yeah, there? No way. You but, but weirdly, Man with a Golden Gun is probably mm. my favourite Bond movie, and that's more, but I think it's more Christopher Lee's in it. 
Yeah, okay. He makes it yeah. rather than... It's like, it's like the, the, the Dark Knight scenario with everyone's favourite because he's ledges in it. Mm. Well, I like the Welsh one. Oh, uh, <laughs> Timothy <laughs> Dalton. Timothy Dalton. He's fucking ace, actually. He was all right. Yeah. He was underrated. At the time, it was a bit too... It works now, the Daniel Craig, gritty James Bond, but at the time, I think it was a bit too... It wasn't, I mean, yeah, yeah, you can't get hit by a shark in one of his films. Mm. Like, license to kill. He should have done it Welsh, though. The no. The name's, name's Bond. James Bond. That was no. very good. It won't work. It that wasn't work. very Welsh. No. So, anyway, I'll carry the on. The Velocity. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not working for me. It's a scene that I'm part of, isn't it? <laughs> oh, he's got a new series coming out. Yeah, yeah. Like, never liked oh. him. Oh, he's awesome, man. I don't find Steve Coogan funny. I do. But hey, let's not tangent again. Sorry, listener. But we love James Bond. Norman Baker, the the former Liberal MP, reserves particular scepticism for the choice of Lord Hutton to head the inquiry and the part Tony Blair played in the decision. In spite of being on a jet somewhere between Washington and Tokyo when formally advised of Dr. Kelly's death, Blair decided on an inquiry and appointed Lord Brian Hutton as its head even before the journey was over. St. Blair. Hmm. St. Tony. Parliament, perhaps rather conveniently, had adjourned for the summer, and the appointment was made on the advice of Lord Falconer and, Baker suspects, Peter Mandelson. Hmm. He's a slimy piece of shit. Yeah. He is. The man, the man they chose had no experience of chairing any other public inquiry, distinguished career, plenty of history upholding the views of the government of the day. So he's on our side. He's never done anything like this before. But he's always voted with us. Right. Well, clearly, there's something fishy going on, isn't there? You'd argue that. Yeah. You think Tony ordered it? Well, he has to use the man at the top, isn't he? Or is that an MI5 decision? No, Blair would make the decision. Mm. He's over the government, therefore he's got the head of MI5 coming to ask his permission to stuff. What's the, what's the term they use? Terminate with extreme prejudice. <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, I love that too. Something ambiguous, isn't it? Like, take him out of the equation or something, I don't know. Can you erase him? Take him out of the equation. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just say, just Can you do eliminate it. Eliminate him. No, it's something ambiguous, what they say. Incapacitate him or something. Could you tickle the target, please? <laughs> Can you hand job? <laughs> Could you hand job the target, please? <laughs> Could you gently tap the bottom of the target? <laughs> Would you mind maybe say, taking you out for dinner at a show? <laughs> Would you fag him? <laughs> uh, shot to the head. Uh. Why didn't they just blow his head off? Oh, because it had to look like suicide, didn't it? How, yeah. did, how do you think they killed him then? Well, conspiracy theorists believe... Injection. Mm. Yeah. But they haven't released the reports of the toxicology. I don't know, but they'd have no. something that could, so they could be untraceable, isn't it? But there's sure there's something untraceable. Yeah, you'd have thought so. You'd have thought so, wouldn't uh, there? Yeah, there's some concoction that yeah, could be traced. So maybe not. It might be something like really blatantly obvious as well. You know, it's just mm. stuff that wouldn't be looked for in a toxicology report. We'd kill it. That's pretty short, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, some kind of tasteless over this drug. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's got something, then it's mm. like the Western intelligence and the Russian mm. intelligence. Heart attack gun. Some kind of heart attack gun. 
a sonic weapon. Sonic weapon? Could have been fired from the helicopter that we'll hear about later. The brown note? I don't think yeah. that would kill him. No, Mike. I don't think notice, and but the I don't know. Paramedics were just noticed. There wasn't much blood, but there was shit an awful lot of shit. <laughs> shit in the I trees. I just, shit on the leaves. I just love the idea of a brown note. I don't know what it is, but I want to fire a brown note to a group of people and watch them just squirt at Hasn't it been proven to be. I don't. I don't. No, alien technology, guys. It's right. gonna happen. Oh, there's no. They can turn me with a stone. Brand, they can turn me with a stone. They can turn me with. They make people shit themselves. Yeah, but mm-hmm. some people will just not let the fact that they've shit themselves stop them from fighting. So yeah, what if they're squirting just constant <laughs> diarrhea? That's gonna incapacitate anybody. Oh. Intense stomach cramps and diarrhea. You're not fighting with that. I don't want to live in that world. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I just want to file one once. Well, that's all I have. Web sketching it with the uh, the bassoon that makes you shit yourself. That's it. And it was it the. Oh, that tells embarrassing truth. That's the it. The flute, the, the flute of embarrassing truth, and then the accordion that makes you shit yourself. <laughs> Why would you want to play those things? Maybe you play that would tell an embarrassing truth. Well, oh, okay. Like one of them was picks his arse and sniffs his fingers or something. Yeah, that's it. Oh yeah. my life. He finds a smell erotic. Yeah. Finds oh my life. <laughs> but then you have the um the tuba that makes the tuba that makes you shit yourself and you he blows a tuba at you and you shit yourself. <laughs> wow. It's to get you away. Sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, back to the, <laughs> the death of Doctor Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy theorists believe Kelly had been labelled a loose cannon and as such a threat to the stability of the government. If Britain lost Blair, Europe lost an important ally in its struggle for greater political and economic union. Blair was quite the EU guy, wasn't he? Mm. Michael Schumerton, a barrister and intelligence services expert, who also acted for the Kelly Investigation Group, claimed he was told Kelly had been assassinated. Speaking in an interview with the Canadian broadcaster Alex Jones... <gasps> is this Canadian? What? No, he's not. But maybe a different Alex Jones. Not this, is Alex no, Jones. This, is, this is 2004. Alex wasn't. Mm. Big there, nah. He said, quote, Within 48 hours of the murder, I was contacted by a British intelligence officer who told me Kelly had been murdered. Now, the source told me he'd done some digging and discovered that he didn't name names. We discovered that he didn't name no names but he discovered that it had been known in Whitehall prior to July 17th that Kelly was going to be taken down. Sorry, that quote was all over the fucking place. It was um, badly, a badly spoken quote. Okay. Mm. Not by me, by the guy that said it. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Shrimpton went on to explain that clever governments get the secret services of their allies to do their dirty work for them, and that Kelly's death were all the hallmarks of the job by the DGSE, and this is the French equivalent of MI6, uh. The Direction General de la Sécurité Exterior, or something like that. Okay. Sounds like <laughs> Harry Potter fucking... Uh, <laughs> it does. The, um, the French government of MI6. The tablets found in Kelly's pocket would have been a cover. He would have actually been killed by a lethal injection of dextroprop-oth-exithene. Oh, oh God. Which is the active ingredient of coproximal and the muscle relaxant suicide... Su- oh, man. Fucking drug names, just give him a simple name like muscle relaxant number five. Well, 
Give him a scale. You don't have to. Put some number five. <laughs> 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 a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of coproximal in my life. Oh, sucinsicline. There we go. Cloline. Whatever. Fuck it. It's a drug. Move it on. Anyway, that is the favourite method of the French intelligence service to murder people. His wrist was clumsily cut to disguise the needle's puncture mark. Oh, is that where you would put in a lethal injection to the wrist? No, it's just into an artery. It's just in the it's movies. It's a minor artery, but it's in into an artery. Go. In the movies, it's always the neck, though, isn't it? It is, but if you want to disguise it a little bit, you know, play a bit clever. But the movies don't lie. <laughs> they do a little bit. Oh. <laughs> well, um, well, I'm down for that. I, I definitely think that... Um, he was done in. Who by, I'm not sure. Because this is what we might need to maybe explore. What actual threat was he? So he was an expert and mm-hmm. he spoke to the BBC. Did they now yeah. see him because he'd been exposed, he'd been public? Well, I think what he's saying is... Well, yeah, he's saying they're lying cunts. They're lying cunts, yeah. Who lied yeah. to go to war, yeah. We haven't gone to war at this point. No, we haven't gone to war. Oh. We're so, lying so to take us to war. Saying more. Yeah. And it isn't just us that want the war. Mm. Fucking Americans went bad. Yeah, they did. And it was Mr. Bush. Yeah. Well, it was also Mr. Cheney. He was uh, sitting on the board of Halliburton, where he, which he previously ran, mm. who made something like four... Oh, oh, my God. I think it was something like 30 billion to begin with out of the Iraq war, the reconstruction. Fuck it up. So, Plus, they also owned by the arms dealers that made the Bradley Armoured Fighting Vehicle, which is their infantry sort of... Mm. Uh, and they Carriers. get there, and then they and get the oil rights. Looks like there was no tomorrow. And, and they get the oil rights on. And then they get the oil rights, and, and didn't yeah. Iraq stop using the petrodollar as well? They were going to start yeah. trading. Well, allegedly, yeah. and this is only ever sort of rumor, mm. that the they were going to start it? selling it in euros. Mm. Right. Which means that Britain would have come on board with the euro because our oil prices were under the roof if we have stayed with the petrodollar, meaning that Europe's now got a unified currency. And so it's we want to solid as well. We don't want to join the euro. We so don't we want, want the euro because we know the public will never accept yeah. it. So we want him gone. So we want him gone too. Can you imagine Tony Blair talking like... Thing is, why is it... Sorry, go on. Go on. Sorry, George. I've got a bit of a problem. There's this chap, a bit of a professor type, a bit of a doctor. He's been talking, so I don't know. It might look like maybe we can't come with you. But George, just fucking whack him. That's what we do. Do you know what I mean? And then, because he doesn't... As daft and bungling and evil and yes he did choose to go to war I can't imagine Tony Blair personally it's hard to imagine him like kill that motherfucker (laughs) ordering individual deaths like I bet he finds it weird having to I don't know but these people can do it can't they they've got one Mm. persona the public persona and they've got their behind closed doors somebody else haven't they look at Darth cut his fucking head off he he (laughs) he 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 didn't climb to power through his fucking charisma did he who Darth Vader Darth Cheney. Oh, Darth sorry. Cheney. I thought you said that. Sorry. I got well, Darth Vader really... did. <laughs> yeah, because he's a badass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, obviously... The thing is, I think the real tragedy is that no one knows that Kelly was actually the fucking man that said about this 45-minute thing, which is the whole point of the sexed-up dossier, was that some expert said that 45-minute claim is absolute bullshit. The Iraqis have got nothing like that. Which is proven. Which was proven. Kelly was just, because he was so expert in the field of Iraq's chemical capabilities, 
his name immediately was a person of interest to the intelligence services and the police yeah. and whoever else is investigating. Where so, was, was I think you're licks? right, Mike. Well, this is it. I think you're right when you say as well, it's a fucking little message out there to all the other weapons experts and government. Yeah. Anybody who does any bit of work for the government, it's like, listen, you do, you've got to fucking play ball on yeah, this Yeah, you're one. expendable. Yeah. Mm. Your life means Yeah, you nothing. work for the MOD, you support the government line. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's it. But was it even Kelly, this is my point, was it even Kelly that said that? No one knows who said it. Mm. He was effectively a scapegoat. Could have been, he could have been. He could have been the source. He denied it. The phone office, the phone mm. office select committee, after mm. two days of questioning, said, "Yeah, you probably weren't the source. Mm. You're a person of interest to us still, but you mm. probably weren't the main, the major leak." Yeah. He's just a scapegoat, mm. isn't he? He's he's a, a Lee Harvey Oswald to be controversial. A patsy. A patsy. Then was he suicided after just to make sure he didn't say anything? And we all know he was been. T- they did set up an, the fucking old, dossier. So. He was an oldish, you know, an oldish man with a heart condition. Mm-hmm. Apparently, one of his last emails he sent to somebody. Oh, I've got that quote. Yeah, got them. And this is a, a true. Apparently, allegedly, Doctor Kelly hinted at his crisis with lines. He seemed to predict his own death, saying that, "quote He would probably be found dead in the woods if the British invasion of Iraq was to go on." <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> now whether that's true or not yeah. that was on the BBC documentary yeah. I watched mm. also so one of my, my conspiracy books I've got here in front of me do you know what I will say <laughs> what I'd like to do in later in life if, if I live to be about 80 or so is for the last sort of 10 years of my life tell everyone that just start telling everyone every day that I'm close to the truth I'm close to something big and if you ever find me <laughs> suicide like it ain't me I would never do that you know investigate it's them funnily and enough because Mr. Davis did say that before he was recently <laughs> found dead and then I would just kill myself and then just let everyone think that I was onto a big truth maybe mm. I'd be remembered as a no never's with me I'm no genuinely there was a guy that <laughs> did that recently mm. we featured him on Weird News I can't remember his name but he was a leading UFO researcher mm. he'd gone to mm. some um uh, it was a massive UFO convention in Poland, mm. and he had been. He basically turned around and said to people, "Anything happens to me, mm. I didn't kill myself. It was it, I'd been suicided." Still might. And they found him. He was sleeping on someone's sofa because obviously mm. he's not a major name on the UFO convention. He's not coming. He was sleeping on someone's sofa, and they found him with like this black goo coming out of his mouth. Right. And they took him to hospital and everything, and he just died. And it was I apparent. remember it now. Yeah, it's yeah. in Poland, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, and <laughs> they're still investigating that, but not an inquest investigation. Yeah, he gooed himself. Have we got anything left on uh, David Kelly? Really, just weird. The theories, you know, Kelly's death was not properly investigated. There were glaring omissions and conflicts of evidence. The choice of inquiry headed by a judge rather than a coroner. Terms being drawn up at the outset by the government. The continuing unease of expert doctors and political figures willing to risk their own reputations to publicise their misgivings. All this suggests there is far more to this event than the government is willing to be open about. Well, and they're just being very coy and cloak whole, and dagger about it. The whole inquiry inquesting tells you everything. Yeah. yeah they didn't yeah. want the, they didn't want it. Well, we need to control this story. 
basically. Yeah. And in 2009, so this is six years after, a group of British doctors, including Michael Powers, who was also a former coroner, challenged Hutton's verdict in the press, stating instead that in their view, the slash on the wrist was untenable as a cause of death because the artery is small, difficult to access, and would not have allowed sufficient loss. Another group of medics arrived to Hutton's defence in The Guardian, asserting that Kelly's heart disease meant only a small amount of blood loss would bring death. Like the WMD, WMD case before itself, theories and counter-theories that Kelly's death will run and run, and they yeah. will. And they still haven't called in a full coroner's inquest. No. And um, Gaz, you got an article for us? Um, yeah, this is from The Telegraph, uh, and it's something that I don't think it was mentioned in the BBC documentary, I think it was in one of the independent ones I watched, that uh, it's a good series, Requiem for the Suicided. There's a reports of a mystery helicopter at the scene of Mr Kelly's death, or close by anyway, not directly at the scene. Details released under the Freedom of Information Act reportedly disclose that the aircraft stayed on the ground for five minutes before leaving. According to its flight log, the helicopter, said to have been hired by Thames Valley Police, landed at Harrow Down Hill in Oxfordshire at 10.55am on July the 18th, 2003, 90 minutes after Dr Kelly's body was found by search teams. Uh. The purpose of the flight and who was on board have not been established because details of the flight log have been heavily redacted. The Daily Mail reported. Yeah. This is a mail. Well, yeah. Dr. Andrew Watt, who has raised doubts about the circumstances around Dr. Kelly's death, told the paper, if the purpose of the helicopter flight was innocent, one has to ask why it was kept secret. Valid point. Today, Thames Valley Police declined to comment on whether the force had hired the aircraft for reasons uh, or the reasons behind doing so and why the flight log had apparently been redacted. A police spokesman said, we have given, as a police force, all the evidence to the Hutton inquiry. This was a full inquiry and there is nothing more to say. I would there argue go, that it was yeah. some um, it. some high up <coughs> MI5 or MI6 to him yeah. up 90 minutes after he's been found. He's been shipped in from London. He's got to check this he's has been, been doing done correctly. Yeah, he's, or, or he's just like going to formally identify it as a member of the intelligence services. This is, yeah. Uh, and both, and check it's been done correctly, possibly. Could be something fishy to it, because I mean... You don't send out a helicopter to someone who's been found dead in the woods very often, do you? Unless you're looking for an immediate murderer yeah. in the vicinity. But he is an important person in terms of governmental I guess, things, so. especially at the time. He's yeah. one of the, he was in the news every single fucking day for a little brief yeah. period, wasn't he? But he probably wouldn't yeah. land. Did he land, did they say? Yeah, yeah, it was there. For, it probably um, wouldn't land, would it? It'd just be scary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I see what you mean if it was searching yeah, for somebody. It wouldn't yeah. land by the body, why would it? No. So, uh, yeah, somebody got out, had a look, did something briefed some people maybe yeah definitely uh, briefed some people so yeah, this is a, this is a suicide yeah end of you were never here i was never here mm -hmm. so i was never here this helicopter was never here yeah. nothing happened you never saw anything and, listen, and any black any men in black flashy thing them yeah well and also where does the um because we want to try and wrap this up soon but where does the um broken watch and the blade the things that this weren't seen it. in the when the first person saw the body where do they come into it? Were they put there to make it? Yeah. Look mm. more. Like, I don't it's know. Just, they're, not, they're not really mentioned again in the Hunt report. Yeah. So yeah, there's stuff next to him, mm. but no evidence was. So you know, broken watch. Yeah. Well, what time did it stop? Pretty good evidence of time of death there. Yeah. 
no one seems to know. The question was never asked. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, and that's the thing. The questions weren't asked because they weren't under oath. Exactly. So they can to. lie without fear of perjury. They control the narrative in that situation if it's if they don't... Because I imagine a, a more legal proceeding, they would maybe have to display the photographs, wouldn't they, and crime scene... Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. If they're under oath, then everything would be on display. But because it's an inquiry, and he can, Lord Hutton, who's mm. big pals with St. Tony, because yeah. he's voted every single way with the government, mm. he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it, Tony. And don't forget. Oh, he's got a half arse job on it, mate. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. What do you have you say? And don't forget, Allegedly. Tony made that call while still in the air, less than, what was the time? Oh, it was something like, minutes, was it, or something after? It was a couple death, of hours after. He was literally flying between Tokyo and Washington. Yeah. And he's already ringing up his mate going, listen, mate. Uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's already... It's one of them, you know, I'd vouch for you if you needed somebody to vouch. Like, it's if you knew the shit, you'd fucked up somehow, and if yeah. you'd, I'm going to have to cover my arse on this one. Well, it's not even me covering his arse. I mean, if they've... It's the entire government's arse. If they've arse, put it out to it? his allies, mm. if the French have done it, or even, uh, uh, I don't know... The French. I mean, why did you mention the book? Was the the French hired um, Iraqi nationals? Mm. I don't. I don't think. That. But I think we possibly did it just because. I think he was Professor Plum with a candlestick. <laughs> 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 That's my verdict. Well, I think he was suicided. That's my professional opinion. Well, yeah. Me too. It's as plain as a Bulgarian pinup. Voice <laughs> <laughs> from the dwarf. Yeah. I think he committed suicide. Yeah. Do I fuck? Though. He's fucking killed him. Blair's got more fucking blood in his hands. Well, more of that coke, <coughs> coke or whatever. <coughs> fucking hell! This is, oh, it's obvious. Yeah. If, if, if a bunch of surgeons who deal with trauma are coming out and saying. Yeah, that wouldn't have killed him. Mm. All right. Wasn't enough blood. Wasn't enough blood. So then the paramedics are going, yeah, all right, well, we didn't see a lot of blood. It's an arterial wound. No full coroner's inquest. No No details released. No details released. Which is normal for a murder, I believe. Possibly. You have a full coroner's inquest, wouldn't you? You want to find out the cause of death. Yeah, of course. You want to see that child, though, wouldn't you? In the law. Yeah. And then the the coroner would bring his evidence Mm. forward and say, look, you know, I found these fingerprints on him, this in his blood. Yeah, yeah. but there's no one, one, do- <laughs> one doctor said that Rope the coroner's report was a complete joke. Mm. I mean, there was no fingerprints on the knife, it wasn't even checked. Or if it was checked, there was nothing there. You'd think a high level person you know, like I mean, he was a person of interest at the time. It was a major police investigation. Yeah, you'd be like, holy fuck, we need to investigate the fuck out of that knife. Who did this awful crime? Let's hit Grissom in. Yeah, who killed the good doctor who was just innocently trying to tell the truth, caught between a rock and a hard place? Obviously, not even that, he's a scapegoat. Yeah. Well, and the poor fucker as well, wasn't it just a case of they kept saying, somebody spoke to the BBC and he's like, oh, well, I did an interview with the BBC, maybe it's me they're talking no, about. No, he, he said I had lunch with him, Yeah. but what I, we spoke about wasn't mm. this magic 45-minute uh, yeah, deployment yeah. time, it was something completely different. And then the Foreign Affairs Select Committee clears him of being the major leak, Mm. And that's then, a bit dodgy though isn't it and, but he's still a person of interest but he's why not the major league why would a reporter just go to a weapons expert and not talk about his profession well they were but he's mm. saying that some the, the, Gilligan I think his name was mm. was saying that the um, 
that the, his source had told him that 45 minutes uh, deployment time. What has he said about this? Who? Gilligan. It's on record. Some, basically some he way. said he isn't my source. I think we went through it earlier, didn't we? I can't remember. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> he, he was, he, he, basically, they found out that Kelly wasn't the source. Mm-hmm. Mm. But, but okay. he could have been the source. But he couldn't have been the Either source. Either way, he was... Either way, that the whole thing is a bit dodgy. A bit. Pressure from the Yankee Doodle mates over there. Yeah. We love you. Across the pond. Our cousins. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Should we have a bit of weird news? Yeah. yeah. They I've got him. an article that links in nicely. Find out what Mr Tony Blair's up to now. Oh, well, he was fucking eight years since 2003, I'll give him that. That's what the yeah. guilt of a fucking <laughs> yeah. 100,000 innocent a souls... A million. A million souls will do to you. Yep. Well, I hope that patch of Lucifer's working out for you, Tony. Mm. Please take my soul, Lucifer. You big bald-headed <laughs> twat. Look at him with his massive fucking evil... Oh, Looks like Dracula. I, <laughs> I have been keeping up enough with politics to know what this means. What the hell? Tony Blair tipped to be the next to join the independent group. Who yeah, Blair's they? wanted to come back for a while. Who are the independent He's, group? The independent group are a bunch of seven Labour MPs who decided... Eight. eight sorry. And three Conservative MPs. Three Tories, that's right, they left the other day. And there could right. be another 20 more about to leave respective parties to join this independent group, which is what Mike Centre left. Centrist. Centrist. What Blair was, basically. Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. Blair, the Blairites from mm. Labour, yeah. seven of them, eight or eight, mm. they left Labour... Right. Yeah. To which, form a, an independent group. Right. But, you know, they've been voted as Labour candidates in the election. Now they're yeah. switching to this independent group. Well, they're allowed to do it. They're allowed yeah. to do it. But, but the moral thing is they should restand because they should they're standing for different now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Corbyn was standing for a socialist agenda. Mm. And all their votes that they they received after Corbyn went up phenomenally. Yeah. Mm. They they've been in for a couple of elections. They, they got elected at the first election. Yeah, so we got them in, now they're abandoning him. Now they're abandoning him, but their majorities swelled significantly under a Corbyn manifesto than they did... Under a... Can a party a of eight Miliband, people... A Miliband. What could a party of eight people really Well, achieve? they've already said that they will, they will vote with the government mm. on certain matters. Austerity, I think. Austerity, Brexit maybe. No, Labour, the... the the uh, and, and the sort of uh, Labour coalition, the opposition coalition, let's say, mm. are now eighth votes down. And so after they're already slightly Labour. outnumbered anyway, so it weakens, weakens the opposition. So this has fucking fucked us even more, really. Yeah, it's, it's knifed Labour supporters in the back. And they're yeah. doing it for their own... For their own... Game. Yeah. Is Diane Abbott one of them? No, no, no she's oh. a Corbyn Although she does need to disappear. Oh, OK. I mean, I like the woman, woman, but just stop putting her out for stuff. Mm. She's not good in interviews. Stop putting her out for stuff. No, but it's horrendous, the racism she's suffered, and it's blatant. Oh, absolutely, and I do agree with that. If it was a white man that came out and said something, he wouldn't get harangued like she did. I fully agree. I fully agree. I do, genuinely. But she's not good in interviews. Stop putting her out. So if Tony joins this little band of fuckheads... Mm -hmm. Then they've got a former Prime Minister on the back. Who, in all fairness, right, let's mm. just throw this out there for St Tony. Mm. If it hadn't been for the Iraq War, 
and the fuck ups that followed after, mm. he'd be remembered quite fondly, wouldn't he? Well, it came in <laughs> under a swell of goodwill and I mean the NHS times. was, it was booming. The second show. He was selling it off he was selling it off bit by bit privately still. Well, okay, he did invest it in was still it was more heavily funded than it is yeah, nowadays. Yeah, but it's feed with one hand and take away with the other. Yeah, oh, like, the economy was doing well. As far as the yeah. general public was concerned, though, he's if I ever financialised the economy. Sorry, guys, yeah, talking economics. As far as the general public were concerned, though, he was just a dude who posed with fucking Noel Gallagher, Cool Britannia, Spice yeah. Girls. He had a guitar. You know that swell Things of... Things can only get yeah. better. Yeah. There's Brian Cox is yeah. in that band. Can There's a keyboardist. Can only get better. It was the second summer of love. Now I found you. Can only get... Can only get... Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> really pay that much attention to that song. It was a great time. But I know it was yeah, deep. We the tour is out. Yeah. Fresh Britain, vibrant Britain. But you weren't thinking then it about was great. Oh, he's selling everything mm. up. It was great at the time. Royal Britannia. Mm. Yeah, it was a good time. Royal Britannia, remember? Royal Britannia. Royal Britannia. It was Liam Gallagher, it was Spice Union Jacks Jill. before the Union Jack was considered racist. It's still not considered racist. It's only the fucking idiots on you think that. Well. Go home. Put a Union Jack flag up and see if anyone complains. There you go, there's a fucking test for you. They might just complain they've got a flag up, to be honest. Not what it is, like, that's quite unsightly. Try and hang it over a window or something. <laughs> no, look, chavvy, that's the problem. <laughs> I'd rather hang a Hulkamania flag out. Well, hang that out the window so anyone complains. Uh, I will. <laughs> Nobody would complain about that, they wouldn't dare. Or <laughs> God will smite leg them. Dropped. <laughs> yeah, they'll get leg dropped from God, he'll smite them down. <laughs> Leg drops from heaven. But what I'm saying is that Blair, mm. he's still remembered fondly to a point. Would people vote for him if he uh, came back? more criminal than any people know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's face it, right? the Tory's been getting him for ages. He's like Tory light, isn't he? Well, he'd come back as a saviour. But, but he's an EU. I don't he's know. A, he likes the EU, Blair. Why well, he's always close to the EU. The so. average man on his, his, the average person is mm. my parents, really. Mm. And I'm pretty sure they hate Tony Blair. Well, my dad hates Blair because my dad's a Tory. I want him to come back. I feel like, don't judge me for this, but it's a bit like wrestling or anything else because he was always on the telly when I was young. I feel a bit nostalgic towards him. Do you know what I mean? It's a bit like when an old wrestler from when I was a kid comes back and, yeah, they're old and they're a bit crap, but it's just nice to see him. Yeah, the rest of the... I'll give you the best example. No, that's true. No, that's true. (laughs) That is true. But wouldn't it be nice if he could come back as the saviour and save us, get get us out of Brexit? Could he do that? He's not going to save us, though, because he's going to give us more of the status quo, which has got us in this shit to begin with. Can't he get us out of Brexit? Because he likes the EU, doesn't he? He does. Can't he come back? With this band of little fucking dipshits. But then what? Give his cheesy smile and say, hey, guys, guess what? But we stay in the EU. And what happens? We've still got the same problems. He's like the corporate yeah, Democrats. Well, the, the problem is austerity, not the EU. Yeah, he's socially um, liberal, but he's fiscally conservative. So we'll, well have austerity. We seem, seem to be doing pretty well for a while under that Labour government at the time. Imagine him walking out to the stage. Things yeah. can only get better. You know which what? is true. Well, it's not. They can, yeah, yes, but that, they're going to get Is worse. that down to him or is that down to the world economy, Ben? I'm I'm sorry, sorry, I would also argue that at the start he meant well, by the end he was playing the whore of the military industrial complex and the deep state, so no, I wouldn't want him back now. I know, he's he's a... did, if you know anything about Labour's history, he, 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 he didn't mean well. 
But it was new Labour, wasn't it? It was a move. It was. But it was we were still better off under that than we were on air. Well, yeah, because it's the fucking Tories. Well, there you go. So we look we're back. Better, we're better than fucking if we were led by a bunch of donkeys, which we are. So. Here I come <laughs> to save the day. Education, <laughs> education, <laughs> education. <laughs> It'd be great. Imagine it. He'll come back as the saviour. St. Tony rising from the dead. And his running mate comes up behind him. The tag team. Yeah, back together on one-eyed Brownie. Oh, oh, you know what? The fucking Shrek from fucking... You know what? He's riding on a white horse as well. Here comes... He's dressed like a Braveheart type, but he's got a big fucking axe. He's going to go see the queen. I'll save you, Tony. (laughs) That woman is a bigot. (laughs) Oh, you fucked it, Gordon. You were a cunt. It was going so well. Uh, you know what? Going... Oh, that was a oh. PR disaster, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Oh, bless I him. felt sorry for him because he couldn't smile. Yeah. He couldn't physically he smile. He was do... that dour and Scottish, he couldn't yeah, smile. He couldn't do fuck all. And he had one eye. Yeah. And he looked like he smelled funny. Of onions. Yeah, just a bit. He had a bit of an oniony thing about yeah, him. Yeah, he looked like a science teacher. Yeah. With no social life. We don't need to read the rest of this article. I think we just read <laughs> yeah, it dissected, to be fair. Tony, come back and save us. Either come back and save us or save. fuck off into the sunset. Yeah. I don't mind which one. But Come back and make up for all the dead children by saving this mess Britain's in. I mean, it won't quite make up for all the dead children, karmically speaking, but it's a start. I'll forgive you for a bit. Yeah, come on, Tony. I'll give you a couple of months of forgiveness. Come on, Tony. Now, it should be in the Hague. So you think you should be in hung for war crimes? I didn't say hung. <laughs> it's hanged anyway. It's hung. I'm saying he should be on trial for war crimes. Right, well. Hang him high. And whatever the jury decide, they decide. Okay, well, that is our promise, Mike. Education, education, shall we? education. Mm-hmm. education. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. So all three patron saints tonight. Well, yeah. all three of us are quite educated. And we're linked from Tony Blair to the next article. <laughs> Gateway to Hell discovered in cave with hundreds of anti-witch marks lying the walls. I did see this this week. Oh, Lord Almighty. The markings sought to protect from evil spirits are found on walls and ceilings of the caves at Cresswell Crags on the border between Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire. You like Derby, do you, Mike? <laughs> Sheep shaggers. <laughs> Mike's a Nottingham Forest fan. Doesn't like Derby. An unprecedented number of anti-witch marks have been found in caves in a limestone gorge in the Midlands, experts have said. The marks are said to prevent evil spirits rising from the underworld, and there are hundreds of them carved on walls and ceilings of the caves at Cresswell Crags. It's thought to be the largest collection of its kind in one place in the UK. Witches' marks, or... Oh, fuck me. Uh, not that. <laughs> Apro... Tropaic? I had no idea. They're marks on the Greek word. <laughs> to turn away. I'm pissed at you. I'm not that pissed, I just can't read Greek, mate. <laughs> okay. Anyway, they're most commonly found in historic churches and houses, near doorways, windows and fireplaces to protect the inhabitants from evil spirits. Well, hardly get rid to hell. I wouldn't say I, so. I, kind of, I don't think they've misled me on that. I think that's a bit of a leap. Do you know what I mean? It could be like, you know, it's just a bit of a graffiti wall, isn't it? Gateway to hell. It's what people believed in witches. They, um, you know, mm. they did that shit. That's what they did. Some people think. do think that it is graffiti. I think it's a hoax. I, I think, yeah, it was drawn there. I don't I don't disagree with the 
historical thing, but at the same time, I think it's it's that superstition at the time. They thought that worked, yeah. so they did it a lot. It's hardly a gateway to hell. It's hardly it? a gateway to hell. And that's why I said I saw that article and read it. Thirteen thousand <laughs> years old, though. It's quite impressive. Mm. Yeah, the marks are probably saying we used to have flying machines and like lasers and shit, but floods and stuff. Be warned. Treat the earth well. Yeah, alright. We'll get on to ancient civilizations at some point. I'm sure, Gaz. Uh, me too. And you'll see how right I am. Indeed. In- I actually, to a point, do agree with it. Good. Got aliens in it as exactly. well. Exactly, so you know, you almost slip I don't believe aliens. that bit as much as the. <laughs> but anyway. Go on then, last bit. Last bit of weird news. Last bit. Okay. Man dates cockroach for a year. Confessing he fantasised about the insect sex and shrinking to her size for ate her when she died. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> um, the One man's love of insects became both creepy and crawly after admitting he dated a cockroach called Lisa for over a year, fantasising about having sex with her. But the relationship took a dark turn when Lisa died, and her, quote, partner. Eight her remains. Well, when two become one. Yuta Shinohara um, claims to have dated his pet cockroach Lisa. It was you, his first love. It was his first love, but he ate her when she died. <laughs> this man needs to get Tinder or plenty of fish or something. Despite claiming the relationship was just platonic, <laughs> Yuta Shinohara, 25, owned up to fantasising about having sex with his six-legged oh, partner. Oh, sick fuck. He either imagined himself to be insect-sized or for Lisa to be human-sized. Oh, oh human you don't want a fucking cockroach. five-foot-five tall cockroach. Ah! Just the thought of it. No. Yeah. Um, well, this guy needs fucking... That's it, really. He needs. This <laughs> might sound a bit. Help. Well, it might sound a bit fascist, but I think he needs to be um, sort of shot in the back of the head, or at least. I don't uh, that far. Psychological help. No, what's he it's called? Not anybody leave him. He's what? fine. Not in any. No, Mike. He's fantasizing <laughs> having sex with cockroaches. Yeah. Next thing, it's a murder spree. Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. He's on the scale. Yeah, is it that? What's it called? We can't have babies anymore. Sterilize him. That's it. Just, just do that to him. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to sleep with him. Based on his behaviour. Well, no, guys, you can still kill him. Yeah, that's true. Kill him, shoot him. Chop his hands off. I think he's locking up his head off. Put him in a mental institution. In a nice yeah. padded cell. He's not in anybody, leave him alone. He's not, but it's what happens after, isn't it? This is an escalation. Is this, it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's, he's, eating, he's eating it when she's dead. What happens when you. What was the next one he fall, What was the next thing he falls in love with? It's a woman. Yeah. What if he kills a, a live human woman and he you kills her? Making a lot of assumptions here, Leech. It's escalation, Mike. He yet the thought crimes, thought crimes, <laughs> all killers, my friend. It's escalation. <laughs> That's it. Thought crimes. <laughs> oh fuck off, you liberal hippie. <laughs> <laughs> it's escalation. Lock you up in a mental asylum. I'm not. Uh, Hang on, Gas has cast them, shoots him in the back of the head. I'm the one for locking up and treating him and he could have me a Nazi. 
<laughs> I'm not Nazi, I'm just psychopath. Just kidding. He wasn't arguing with you, were <laughs> Well, you forget that part. <laughs> Why would you argue with him? I'm going with a more humane therapy. You're going, well, just let the potential serial killer kill and eat more people. Right. We'll catch him one day. <laughs> Maybe not shoot him in the head, just slit his throat and let him bleed out. Oh! <laughs> Hang him upside down, slit his throat. <laughs> what a fucking cockroach, do you? <laughs> One less in the gene pool, <laughs> polluting it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, that all got a bit Nazi, didn't it? <laughs> it got a bit eugenics-y. Don't call did, me a eugenics did go a bit Men- Mengele-esque there, my friend. Was, uh... No, it's nothing to do with genes. It's just that he wants to fuck cockroaches, so I don't want him alive anymore. No, I'm joking. Oh. Look. He's fine, like you said. Just give him some medicine. If don't, if you've got a prized bug collection, don't let him anywhere near. No, him. definitely not. Uh, if, if you've you got him... some dried buffaloes in the wall, don't invite him over a party. And look, I'll be honest with you. If I ever take the kids to the park and he's there with his bits out rubbing butterflies on them, <laughs> I will stab Smearing him. Smearing his genitals yeah, in some kind of in nectar, nectar yeah. to, to, to attract <laughs> insects. I'll stab him. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, he's got a right to live, but nobody's doing that. Start trying to. Fu- oh man, imagine a bad, a human-sized cockroach terrifies me because they're horrible as they are. Not insects, I despise insects. They're so six-foot un- cockroach. Because they're not like mammals. They're so alien. They might as well be from outer space, aren't they? Insects. They're horrible. Yeah. They're skeletons on the outside. They're fucking weird. All twitchy and eat. Lots of eyes. And imagine the noise it would make if Ooh. it was human-sized. Yeah, that chittering. Ah. No. About the bugs in Starship Troopers when they're oh, geared yeah, up to yeah, attack. Yeah. Not cool, man. So this guy, yeah. They're not like the little ones that go under the... Oh, yeah, the little... The brain bug, little, obviously bigger. Yeah, yeah. Here's a one. question, though. Why did this fucker think to tell the paper about it? It could be completely made up, couldn't it? It could be. It's in the sun. It's, Remember, it's also set in Japan. and Can I you please... Know, as much as I love the Japanese, and I do love the Japanese, they're a bit weird sexually. Yeah. Well, Let's just yeah. throw that out there. Would we yeah. want to remember, concert with that? Do we remember, chaps, that I don't know if we ever told the audience, but I emailed the son and told him that the ghost of Winston Churchill had caused me to lose my job. And I was actually contacted by a journalist who wanted the story, but I chickened out and couldn't be asked to go through with it. But they were interested. <laughs> the ghost of Winston yeah, Churchill. Of course they would be. I mean, for fuck's yeah. sake. So you should have so gone through with it. You should have done your dildo one as well. <coughs> bag of dildos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you should say is that you... We need to clarify that. It was a video, yeah. I found yeah. a bag of dildos, listener, at the side of the road, discarded, unloved. Well, pre-loved. <laughs> pre-loved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Definitely pre-loved. <laughs> anyway, yeah. This guy, I don't want to kill him. That was all jokes. I just should clarify that for the listener. I no, Gaz is a Nazi. I don't believe in eugenics <laughs> or murder unless he's in the park with butterflies on his dick. Um, just phrenology. <laughs> I don't believe him. That's because he has a brain part of a stagecoach. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it, isn't it? <laughs> I don't believe in phrenology, for fuck's sake. It's a misquoted Simpsons line, it's there. How dare you use somebody else's jokes on me? (laughs) Anyway, enough of this cockroach fucker. Yeah. Full Alex. Full Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this, see?
Don't you know I'm local? Okay, so as always, let's end on Full Alex, the game show, favourite game show in this flat, where Mike finds us a couple of random weirdos spouting bollocks that he finds on the internet, and then he pitches them against the, oh, let's say the patent saint of the angry shouting man himself, <laughs> Alex Painted Jones. Gammons. Painted set of gammons? Yes. Yes, I'll no, go for that. He's on another level than gammons. He is, Come to on. be fair. He's, um, he's not bothered about the it. Painted saint of bullshit. Of like, metaphysical insane sci-fi babble fucking bullshit though some of the stuff yeah. that goes on about is incredible yeah, yeah. all those 17 year old cheerleaders who wanted to bang him when right, he was yeah, 13 there's, there's that level to it as well uh, yeah. something creepy about that in my opinion but nonetheless he is a painter to take the show he's the last to appear this episode hey. so uh alright Mike who's taking on Saint Alex okay first up we've got Tom Brokeshaw or Brokeshaw is he a newbie? He is a newbie. Oh, yeah. well, last newbie won. Making his debut. Yeah. Last debutant we won. we got two newbies this year. This week. Oh, so one of them could win. Maybe. Wow. Could be up for rookie of the year. Well, I don't know. Little Tommy Thorne. No, Tom <laughs> Thorne wasn't bad, was he? Whatever his fucking name Tom was. Tom Horn. Tom Horn. Little Tommy Horn wasn't too bad. Not it. Right, okay. Let's see what this motherfucker's got to say. He says that Hispanic should work harder at assimilation. Oh. Is he Hispanic himself? Of this, we don't want to talk no, about he's not. It. The fact is, on the Republican side, a lot of people see the rise of an extraordinary important new constituency in American politics, Hispanics, who will come here and all be Democrats. Also, you know, I hear when I push people a little harder, I don't know whether I want brown grandbabies. I oh, mean, that, that's also a part of it. It's the intermarriage that is going on and the cultures that are conflicting with each other. I also happen to believe that the Hispanics should work harder at assimilation. That's one of the things I've been saying for a long time. You know, that they ought not to be just codified in their communities, but make sure that all their kids are learning to speak English and that they feel comfortable in the communities. And that's going to take outreach on both sides, frankly. He rightly got donkey the day on the Breakfast Club. Uh, hey! Well, um, he was just an old racist, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, pretty much. That's pretty offensive. I don't think it's too batshit crazy because it's just, like you said, it's just run-of-the-mill old man Old racism. man Christian right-wing racism? Yeah. You say that people don't want brown grandbabies? Well, yeah, do, that's, just, brown. that's just racism, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I'm joking. If like you met a, a black girl and your parents said we don't approve of this, mm. you know, it's yeah. just that kind of old man racism. All right, who's next? Next up, uh, climate denier William Happer says that carbon dioxide is just like the Jews. He oh. looks like a comic book villain. He <laughs> does, doesn't he? That side part is not helping him. Holy moly. How much confidence at this point do you have in, in models that show a 2% increase in, in Celsius over the next 100 years? I don't think I, anyone had any confidence in them. I certainly are have you no confidence in them. You know, you're gonna, I'm immediately going to get mail that, that you're funded by Exxon or by the hydrocarbon industry. Do, are, do you have any vested interests, any conflicts that cause you to have these views and uh, that are, uh, many people would say, anti-science or, or at least against the scientific community? Well, you know, I consider myself 
part of the scientific community. You know, I you must get a lot of flack, don't research. you, Professor? Don't you get a lot of flack? Yeah, of course. But so what? You know, that's been true forever. You know, when Galileo had his tip with the church, he got a lot of flack too. Yeah, he was royal. Go ahead, Andrew. Professor, I, I, have, I have some issues with all of this, obviously, because you don't believe in climate change um, at all. Uh, you made a comment. Just a minute. Just a minute. Just a minute. You, you I a believe in back, climate you, no, change. Sir, Shut up. Sir, I, I'm, open, I'm, op I'm open to all ideas. You made a comment back in 2009 comparing climate change to the Holocaust. Um, and my question is, are you suggesting when you made that comment uh, that climatologists and climate scientists are the equivalent of Hitler and Nazis? I mean, that, that's what it seems like you were trying to say. Yeah, you know, you know, I get called a denier, and all, anyone who uh, objects to all of the hype gets called a denier. That's supposed to make me a Holocaust denier. You know, I'm getting tired of that. And uh, the, the comment I made was, uh, the demonization of carbon dioxide is just like the demonization of the poor Jews under Hitler. Carbon dioxide is a, actually a benefit to the world, and so were the Jews. <laughs> well, that's some backtracking, isn't it? Mm. Now, see, the thing that worries me there is that he's a Princeton University professor. Mm. Now, Princeton's a pretty prestigious college in America, isn't mm -hmm. it? I mean, our American listeners can tell me it's, it's not or it isn't. Maybe it is. he's right. But it's like, well, so he's a pretty clever guy. He's, yeah. he's teaching a prestigious oh, yeah. uh, college. But at the same time, that other guy is accusing him of just taking essentially yeah. petrodollars. Who funds the universities? Well, this is it. It's not, uh, you know, not the state, is it? It's private backers. It's been paid. A lot of time it is. A lot been, of time it is, yeah. Been paid, paid off, it, yeah. It's all right. What are you going to do? <laughs> Hey, what are you going to do? This is the way the world works, isn't well, of it? Of course, the demonization of carbon dioxide, just like the Holocaust. Mm. Of course it is. Yeah, but he's saying, oh, he's now saying that carbon dioxide is fine. We need more. Yeah, the he's poor... saying the demonization oh. of it. The poor oh. demonized yeah. carbon dioxide is like... Is like shoved uh, into its like militaristic... The, the poor Jews of the 1930s in yeah. Germany, Eastern Europe, and oh, well, all of Europe. So, um, it's a bit of an odd comparison, isn't it? It is a little bit. One's a gas. <laughs> there yeah. was gas involved. And the other one had gas involved. Ah, it did, yeah. yeah. Zyklon B. Was it? It was. Um, yeah. Maybe. Have you ever watched that? I did. Johnny Vegas. It's oh, yeah, that's in bits of it. Yeah. Yeah. The club that they go to is called Zyklon B. Zyklon B. <laughs> That'd be a good name for a band, man. As well. No, it wouldn't be gas. <laughs> yeah, it really wouldn't. I think a band already did that yeah. and it didn't work out. Yeah. Uh, you know. No, it wouldn't. It really wouldn't. Sounds cool. It was actually made by uh, a company that's celebrated today. I think Bayer, it was, was it? Bayer, I think. Mm. Maybe. There's a lot of companies that had a lot to do with the Holocaust who are still about today and profiting massively. Yeah, one of the biggest tractor companies in Germany. This is Mengele and Sons? It's Mengele's... Uh, Hugo oh, Boss. Uh, still called Mengele and Sons. Because it's still called Mengele and Sons. Make tractors. Hugo Boss, of course. Mike. Um, and they made the uniforms. They did. Hugo Bastard. Um, IG Carbon, <laughs> um, obviously Mercedes, Volkswagen, Porsche made tanks. Well, I mean, phew. well, back to this babbling fucking. Loon, yeah, he, this guy's just been paid off, man. That's what I'm going for. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what he's saying is insane, because he's an educated Definitely. man, and 98%, 95, <laughs> 98% of scientists me. across the globe yeah. say climate change is yeah. a thing, and he's. Mm. 
Well, compared to the Jews, that's pretty full, Alex, isn't it? It's pretty full, Alex, yeah, I'll yeah. give you that. that. That leap there, yeah, <laughs> I'll give you that. So what's St. Alex himself got to say? Well, apparently the army has caused Alex Jones to have a psychotic break. Okay, the army. Yes. Okay. This stuff's real, folks. Whoa. The army follows me around to and from work a lot of days. I got guys in high and tight haircuts, special forces following me around. This isn't a game, people. I have the army following and watching me. I go to events and they have the army watching us, and it's now in the news. The army follows us around. We go protest the Federal Reserve and Ron Paul. I used to be a good impression. Proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm thumb scanned, and everything gets listened to, and the police wear black uniforms, and I get home inspections for my carbon tax, and I gladly turn my guns in, cause I'm proud to be a slave of the bankers, God bless the slaves. And the masters. Yes, our great time of murder is almost here. We've always hated America. We've got secret police in place. They're ready to wage war. The public's lost their spirit to stand up. Soon the murder will begin. This country's ready to be raped. It's ready to be slaughtered. Our power is about to be released. God, please, Satan, release us to kill the American people. They are ready for us to drink their blood, to bathe in their blood. I was enjoying a bit of Led Zeppelin at the end there, to be fair. Well, that was a, a nice little compilation, which, you know, it's always a bit of a... Sometimes uh, you need to miss the compilations, but that one was... Uh... No, I was going to say, it's sometimes a bit unfair on the other contestants. <laughs> I'm not yeah, sure. I'm... It was all about the same subject, really. I'm struggling this week, I think. Alex, if we're going full Alex, yeah. in terms of the show, who goes the most crazy? Well, it's him. Or says the most crazy. Or says... But... See, I, nowadays I can see the climate change denial on quite a low level of crazy. Mm. Well, uh, it, it was, yeah, I, I do because I think most of, most scientists exactly. So he's quite crazy to think that, isn't he? To be fair, Alex has just said that the the government, the secret forces, are going to murder people. Yeah, and it's coming, oh, yeah, and the yeah, country's yeah, yeah, ready yeah. to be raped, ready to be what was the other word? Destroyed, I think. Yeah. Bathed in the blood Who was of the, the guy? American people. Was it the guy again? And he did scream, "This is real." The people. guy said that people don't want brown. Oh, he was just an old bigot. He was I'm going to give it to Alex. I'll give it to Alex. I'm going with Alex. Um, first guy is just an old Christian right wing bigot. Mm. Second guy's been bought off. Yeah. I mean, it, and you know what? It genuinely concerns me that he is a Princeton University professor and he's been bought off. That concerns me. Yeah, it's he's the way the world works. I know, yeah, but he's educating the the, the next thing, generation yeah. of young minds. He yes. hires these people, Ben. Well, yeah, of course, it's the, it's the establishment. Yes, and they hire conservative professors. But he might not say this. I, I expect universities to be a, a place of freedom of learning, and the fact that that has crept ben, into there terrifies me. Ben, he might not say this in fucking private classrooms. He's just willing to go and. Yeah, but that follows him to the classroom, guys. Yeah, but he's just willing to be a pawn to go on the news. Yeah, I'll go on the news and say this publicly and take the hit uh, for that. Yeah, but if you're, you're in his class, class and, yeah. if you're in he's his class that. and you disagree we don't know with that. him... I, we don't know that, though, do we? 
We don't actually know that he's teaching it. There's a professor. You'd imagine yeah, that's what he's teaching. Yeah, but we don't actually he's know that. He's been paid not just to say it on the news. He's also been paid but to teach in the class. Yeah, yeah. We no, we don't know that, though. We don't actually know that. We don't, we don't. No, we guess we don't. But he might not be like saying, oh, climate change are the bollocks in the classroom, but he might be yeah. saying... You know, that's the evidence for climate change. Yes. And an equal amount of evidence against climate change yes, I'm going to present here, even he, though it shouldn't deserve the same airspace, because 95%... But he's going on live television. What channel is that from? NBC. NBC News. Pretty big player. And yes, the, the people in the studio are tearing a new one, in all fairness, or trying to. And he's soon as, and saying, no, no. No, rubbish. No, whether you like it or not, he when he goes on there, I just hit that thing. When he goes on there and says that, and then goes in the classroom and says one other thing, it's a completely different matter. But his professional reputation has to take a hit from that, doesn't it? I imagine his academic reputation, which is what academics have, is their reputation. Yeah, how should he get hit from him going on NBC News and saying that climate change bullshit? Well, he believes it, doesn't he? he he didn't just one day just think, oh, I'm going to do that and, and, and believe what I believe. He was hired because he had them beliefs. Well, yes. He hired them people in the yes. first place. Yes, I, I, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, but even so, that, I find that terrifying that that man is educating our, mm-hmm. the next generation of the the, the best they, minds in the country. They're not ours, they're fucking Americans. Yeah, but even so, they're, they're at college. Sorry, guys. They are the best minds of their generation, arguably. Yeah, well, one of the troubles we're in is because, you know, the economics they teach in America is all right wing, isn't it? It's all. Yeah, it's capitalism. Yeah, but I they think... don't teach Marxism <laughs> in American school, not many. I think this is a discussion for another day. <laughs> Let's wrap up for Alex. Okay, so we're going for Alex win. I think he wins, yeah. Alex win. Alex okay. wins. Uh... The two newbies couldn't hack it this week, so. Nope. Uh, and we're also all in agreement that um, the Dr. David Kelly death was a bit shady. Yeah. Rare. At the least. Shady at the least. For once we're all in agreement. Yes. Yeah. They did it. That was I, I think that mm. whether it was our boys, whether it was MI5. I'm thinking maybe the French. Possibly the French. Could be anybody. Could be Mossad. Who knows? Somebody did it. Someone it, did it. It wasn't Dr. Kelly. Yeah, I don't think it was Dr. Kelly at no. all. Right. Excellent. You know what to do, Ben. Okay, well, I've been Ben. Thanks for listening, wherever you are. And uh, I'm going to say, don't drink the Flavor Aid and don't join a cult. I've been Gaz. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I will say, free Biff Tannen and goodbye. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out, men of force with you. I will add, if I'm found dead in the woods in a few days, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't kill myself. I was suicided. In fact, that goes for all of us. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we are pretty close to the If we get filmed... If we get phones somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And if anyone's got some blue tack that they can send us, <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. You could put a pound banner. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> That's how close we are to the CIA. <laughs> We're really, really close. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Good night.